and we are gonna go everybody doing all right yeah okay. yep yep good to go. and y'all can hear each other uh pretty good right yep yeah good. yeah good good uh all right let's see we are going to get started hello everybody out there hope y'all are doing well and this is episode 51 of i don't have a name for this yet podcast and i'm your host a1 and i'm joined by some special guests today some returning guests and a brand new guest we have angelica returning we have jen walters returning and we have a brand new guest lj welcome to the show guys Hi. all right so let's see where are we going to start where we're we going to start anybody have anything near and dear to them that they want to kind of express right now Mm. Working, working is ghetto. <laughs> working, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I, that's true. I don't know who thought of this five day work week thing, but yeah, yeah, that is you. You might be right on that one. I knew, I knew she was gonna have something <laughs> wild to say, but that's crazy. I'm, I'm excited about this episode because two of you've been on here and and you've heard. I don't know. I think you guys have heard each other before. And I think it's going to be a pretty interesting dynamic. And LJ is kind of new. I don't think she's listened yet, but it's going to be funny to see no, how well, everybody is. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, all right, let's see. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> okay, we are going to start with something a little more serious. And I wanted to talk about the George, well, not the George Floyd case, but the I forgot the Derek Shaven Chauvin case. Um, have Have y'all been keeping up with that? Kinda. Kinda. Yeah. Kinda. No, not at all. Yeah, uh, same. Not at all. I didn't. I've never watched the video. Um, I don't. You know, that's traumatic to continue to see Absolutely. things like that on video. I can't. I never. I've never seen the video. Yeah, don't. I'm not. Yeah. I can't. I can't do it. And then we keep getting the same, same, same verdict, time after time after time. It's like I'm not even gonna put my mental through that cycle. Yeah, exactly. Because really, yeah, you're right. Because really, it's just gonna make you mad. Mhm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's really just gonna make you mad. It can be. Um, I know for me, like I, I've been kind of watching it, like off and on, but I, I don't necessarily want to watch it and get too in-depth in it because i feel like for me just be honest um i feel like nothing is going to happen because that's where history has shown us but the evidence and the people that are against him are overwhelming like their their case is trying to say he was on drugs that's one thing and then the, th the second thing was that uh that the officer was distracted and I forgot what the third thing was, but I'm pretty sure it's some bullshit. So I really didn't care. But there's people coming out saying that, like the police chief, they're saying this is not in our police training. And is that something that you guys teach at the academy? They said, no. What more do you need to to convict somebody of something like that? You sat on this man neck for eight minutes and 42 seconds, I'm assuming, if I, if I remember correctly. And, and um, everybody saw. <laughs> yes, and everybody watched. Like, and there was a crowd of people. And then they said that uh, 
that he died because he had drugs in his systems and then a medical examiner got in there and said like no he died from asphyxiation lack of oxygen drugs did not have a role in it like what more do you need and um they were just saying that he was distracted but everybody in the crowd was pretty much saying hey get off of this man like what like how how like like what excuse do you have like if everybody if your distractions are telling you that you're killing this man like what more you know like what what other excuse can you use yeah i agree they just have to what they're doing to make the officer look better they're just demonizing the victim yeah that's how i feel they bringing up his past and stuff like that like yeah. none of that matters like that doesn't give you a license to kill anybody exactly but it makes them feel better about feeling like like he was he deserved this because of this you know they don't want to look at the other picture just because they hate somebody because of their skin color they're gonna like i said demonize this person and try to find a reason for hating this person <laughs> yeah pretty much they're trying to they're trying to paint and you know just destroy his character like it doesn't make sense as much as i think that we want to and we should lean on we all saw it we all saw rodney king and that was what 20 years ago Mm -hmm. and we saw what happened so as much as with all the common sense in the world um to say well we saw it we know that it doesn't play out in our favor even when we do see it and it's like i don't even think that they're trying to demonize george floyd to make to make themselves feel better because if you hate people i just think you hate people i don't think it's to make mm-hmm. themselves feel better i think that they mm-hmm. think that drugs whatever he deserved to die because he was black they are trying Pretty to much. demonize george floyd to make the public against george floyd they are racist they don't need to demonize george floyd because he's a demon they don't there's no they already have their justification he was black that was it they're not trying to do this to to coddle their own conscience they're doing this to make the public feel like feel bad for the officer and he was so afraid because this doped up black man and it's just unfortunately it's historically it's what they do and i don't understand who can be distracted for eight minutes with your knee on somebody's neck i am i grew up catholic i if i we do a lot of kneeling in church and after two minutes i'm like i gotta get up man and i was 12 my knees were good back then this grown man no there is no way that you are uncomfortably kneeling on someone's neck and you're just distracted and it doesn't get to you for eight minutes unless you truly have a reason why you are kneeling on this person and why you think it's okay i agree Mm -hmm. I I agree. I I don't. I, I totally agree. Um, I think that the excuses that they're trying to give are just just BS. And if if they don't give the 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 the, the I guess the verdict or conviction that I think the public wants to say, I do think there's going to be a little bit of chaos, maybe a lot. A lot. Didn't they already put barbed wire fences around the courthouse? I haven't seen that part. But I think they probably getting that ready was to say before something before the trial started. You see, they no. yeah they did that before the trial started. <laughs> so they know it's about to be some shit. Wow, it's, it's, it's just crazy to see. 
And I guess, like, since we're here on this topic, uh, what's his name? Dante Wright? Yeah. I think he was shot. I know there's another another heavy one. But uh, at least she's in jail. I will say that. No, she's not. She's out on bail, actually. She's out on bail? Oh, she's man. out on bail. It was a $100,000 bond, and she is out. <laughs> that is crazy. Is that the one that the cops are protecting her house? She's all got um, all the information. I don't know if they're protecting her house. I don't know. Probably. I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but I definitely, I know she's definitely out. Mm. Interesting. But did did you guys like hear like kind of what happened? Like how they're trained to keep their taser on their non-dominant hand and their gun on their dominant hand? <laughs> And I just think she that she knew that was her. She knew that was her gun. Yeah, you had to. Like, there's no if and but. She... Like um, like his his aunt said, like there's a safety on your gun, and you have to remove it that is. safety in order to shoot. That's a good so point. So you knew right. what you were doing. That's a good point. That's a very good point. I think my thing for me was uh. That I don't know if any of you guys have ever held a gun or shot a gun, but those things ain't like. I have a gun. Oh man! I have a gun, and trust me, I'm not mistakenly pulling my gun out and shooting someone thinking it's my taser. All right. Yeah, there's a big weight like, difference no, on that. That was crazy. That's crazy. Mistakenly, you can't t- make those type of mistakes as a police officer. Yep. Right. Cause if we on the, the force of... for 25 years yeah, <laughs> 25 right you think she mistakenly pulled her gun over a taser that's bullshit yeah right. there's a lot of a uh, lot of the uh, deterrents that kind of or identifiers that kind of let you know that you have like it's gripped it's heavy it's metal and actually theirs might be plastic but it's metal parts and i think police officers use like glocks but it's mostly metal the body of it is plastic but everything else is still heavy it's heavier right. than a taser. Like, there's no excuse. And for you to be on the, on the police force for 25 years, there's just no excuse for that. Like, there's just not an excuse. And me, personally, I hate seeing people have to go to jail. But right now, I guess we don't have another answer. But you have taken somebody's father, brother, uncle, karate teacher, whatever he, whatever those two gentlemen were from somebody. And I think that those families deserve some type of answer, some type of justice, something. So both of their houses are being protected. Kim Potter is who shot Dante Wright. Her house is being protected. And then Derek, however you say his last name, his house is being protected by cops as well. And it's things like this why the whole one bad apple narrative doesn't work because (laughs) it's it's that one person and then the force he's now, he or she is now a pariah amongst the police force no all the other cops are coming with them and standing with them so when you when you reward or protect that behavior then people are going to continue with that behavior like it's it's very simple right crazy that is crazy y'all got all the good details i ain't know about the house situation (laughs) i didn't either i should have asked y'all sooner I ain't even got to watch the news. The news is right here on my phone. <laughs> exactly. But uh, so, so do do you guys think what what do you think the outcome will be? Do you think uh, uh, the Derek Shop Shaving Shaving guy will be convicted? Um, 
think they may convict him. I just I don't think he's gonna be in there long. Yeah, I did say that. May not be long. But yeah, I so. think I would like I, I, I will hope, but I don't have a lot of lot of hope or opti- um optimism in the American justice system at all. Right. Mm-hmm. At least not for black people. Yeah, not for right. black people at all. <laughs> works for everybody else though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Works for everybody else. Like you said, if he gets convicted, he's probably not going to be there long. And then also he's gonna go somewhere nice. He's not gonna go to a right. notorious prison. He's not going to be in Gen Pop because they know that they'll they'll if he's in Gen Pop, they'll make sure he's not there for long, but he won't be on this earth for long altogether. Like it's not I, about whether he'll be in or out. They'll take him out, period. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't no. think so. I think he'll be just fine because we have people like what's his name that killed Trayvon Martin? George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman out here running his mouth. <laughs> like bold he's super bold ever since that happened he feels like he's untouchable and that's what they do when they don't prosecute these people after they've done a crime they feel untouchable like you can't touch me they got people guarding them people are going to be watching their back interesting yeah and then you do well you do know like well the, the was it harvey epstein he kind of mm-hmm. mysteriously had something happen to him so i don't i don't know but I can see it going both ways. They either protecting him, put him in like a, a, a supermax where he's like just just with some hard people or something like that. Or I can also see him being in something like where it's basically like a retirement home. All right. I see him going to a retirement home. And then when he gets out, like people, he'll be protected. Yeah. Right. Living off like pension. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think they're, they're purposely not going to put him anywhere rough because they will kill him. Yeah, and I, I know just from the stories I've heard, like when cops go in jail and like when like pedophiles go in jail or rapists, it's a little bit different of a treatment for them. And I, you know, I can only imagine what could happen, and it's kind of sad, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like that's 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 just a lot. Jail is a lot. What is that? Anyway, we're going to get on something a little bit more happier. I don't know if you guys care or if you guys have heard. I know one of you guys might care because they have a little New York bias going on. But uh, <laughs> I ain't going to say no names. I'm just let y'all figure out who it is. But um, New York legalized weed. I don't know how you guys feel about that. What do you guys think? I think that's great. <laughs> I think it's great, too. I think it's great too. It should have been illegal in the first place. I agree. I agree. I, but they make they criminalize something that they can't make money off of. Pretty much. That's it the grows whole, from the earth. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing. They can't tax it. And once they well, I know they're trying to put some regulations on it. So like the article I read says recreational is now legal. Selling it will be legal too once they pass some type of regulations, basically when they can put taxes or whatever they want to do on it. Um and they, and they were saying that uh, New Yorkers uh, who have like three cannabis, I mean three ounces of cannabis for recreational use, or 24 grams, uh, would no longer like necessarily have to like be, you know, it's not like criminalized anymore. And people who are 21 and older are allowed to use it, smoke it, ingest it, whatever you want to do with it at home, <laughs> you know, however you want to do it. And 
And I think I think they want to have like a per, a permanent store to like if you want to have like five pounds of cannabis or more, just so they can kind of like scale it up. But I think they're trying to have some type of regulations where they're going to uh, be able to get some taxes off of it. Of course, it wouldn't be America. No. <laughs> it really won. That's that's all. That, that's all. It all revolves around your tax dollars and how they can get it. Nothing. And they need to release the people with misdemeanor drug charges as well. Thank you. Yes, that's that's what I wanted to really get to. Like the people who have been, you know, you know, locked up for for whatever amount of drugs or weed. They need to go ahead and let them free and figure out a way to kind of like, you know, because that stuff is overcrowded and get those people a second chance to get their life back and get on their feet for doing like something. Dante. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, get him a chance. Well, he won't, unfortunately, be able to get back on his feet. But that whole yeah. thing was behind a weed charge. Like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see that because I know a lot of people who've like been stopped. That's that's that are in there now. That just just for like something, or even if it was theirs or not theirs, they don't want to tell somebody else had it in the car. Some of them were selling, some of them were not. But you just you just never really know because once you go in, it's kind of hard to get out, and it's kind of hard to get back on your feet once that happens. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't, I'm I'm happy to see that, but I would really like to see them get their uh, prison system going to like reformed, I guess, or like freed and empty. Do Do any of y'all? I don't know if y'all want to answer this here, but do any of y'all actually like use any of that stuff? Because I don't. I don't. Uh, I, you know what? I take that back. I do edibles. What's that like? Okay. Edibles? Yeah. <sighs> Man. <laughs> 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 if you're a person that gets like choked up with the smoking stuff, edibles are really good. Yeah. Okay. Be careful of your use, though, because... Oh, yeah. Definitely, yes. definitely. They will put you on your ass. <laughs> were they really? I hear that a lot. Yes. Yes. Oh, Don't make me trick you into an edible now. Oh, man. <laughs> I probably, I probably, you have to be patient. Yes. 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 Because well. if you're one of those people after three chews, you're like, I don't feel nothing. <laughs> and then you is. eat another one. And eat another one. Yeah. You're gonna be out. It's gonna be bad. I think we all make that mistake the first time. I know the first time I had, I was like, "This isn't working." <laughs> I ate the whole thing. When I say I came back, I feel like my whole body was tingling when I got back home. That like, is great. So like, right. I was out of it. Nah, you don't have <laughs> right. any like crazy stories. Uh, I, mm, <laughs> the first time I tried edibles, I went to California with my roommate. It was for her birthday. We always travel for her birthday. And we went to the dispensary, got it, went back to our hotel. She was the one who didn't, who was impatient and who didn't want to read and follow instructions. <laughs> <laughs> so she had one and she was like, I don't feel it. And I was like, do not eat another one. Do not, do not, do not. And she wouldn't listen. And she ate another one. She might've had three, I think. And I was like, what are you doing? And she just, she she's originally from Chicago and so um, Kanika Jenkins the girl who they found in the freezer uh-huh. she oh, just man. kept on saying we were thirsty 
And I wanted to go to the hotel's fitness center and fill up my water bottle. She was like, we are not leaving this room. We are not about to end up in the freezer like Kanika Jenkins. We are not. <laughs> and she just kept on pacing around our hotel room. And meanwhile, I'm just in my bed chilling. And I'm just like, I don't want to fall asleep because I'm afraid of what she might do. But she just kept on saying the same things over and over and over again. And I was just nodding off. Finally, we both went to sleep. The next day was her actual birthday. I took her to like a winery. We did a wine tasting. Then we went to Aisha Curry's restaurant that night. Mm -hmm. She remembers none of that. The whole day, she remembers none of it. Like, I remember, I think sweet potatoes came with her meal at Aisha Curry's restaurant. And they put them on the table. And I'm over here eating, eating, eating. And she was like, are you going to eat this? I was like, those are your sweet potatoes. Like, what are you doing? I was like, you don't even remember what you ordered? Next day, she felt better. And she was like, I don't remember any of it. And I was like, okay. Wow. That sounds great. What did you all have? Did you have, like, gummies? We had brownies and cookies. Oh, man, yeah. 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 Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, that will do it for you. I had um on my first one. <laughs> it's hilarious thinking about it. Um, I was with a room full of people, and they all knew that it was my first time doing it. And so, like after I had it, maybe about thirty, forty-five minutes passed, and you know, they just they're just looking at me to see a response. And I'm high, but in my head, I'm like. <laughs> you got this. Don't even let them know you high. You got this. And I'm just looking at myself and I'm like, just act normal, act normal, act normal, act normal. (laughs) Like that's all I kept telling myself. And then when I went, when I was on my way home, I was riding with my cousin and then I'm in the back seat. I'm like, oh my God, why are you driving so fast? He's like, dude, I'm only going 20. What are you talking about? (laughs) Like, that is crazy. I, it, it felt like he was going so fast. And y'all be having all the fun. I, I need to get like y'all. <laughs> I'm kind of scared if I if I do it since I've never done anything. I think I'm gonna be. I think I'm gonna be the one tripping. I already can see that now. I can see it. <laughs> There's a you have never done anything. Never drank. Never smoked. Never popped what? anything. Wow. Never done anything. Wait, you never drink anything? Nope, never drink, never smoke. Who are you? Wow. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a terrorist. Who knows? Oh um, my wow. But yeah, maybe one day I will. Like maybe I guess I don't know. Maybe once it's like legal, legal everywhere. Because I, I feel like it'll just be my luck the day I do something. The you know. <laughs> Next time we go do something, oh, we're gonna test you guys. I'm just like, yeah, that'll be my luck. <laughs> Paranoid and stuff like that too, but who knows? Wow, that's hilarious. See, you you already thinking like that. So if you took an edible or smoke, oh, it would just amplify. You'd be freaking out. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. I, probably, I probably would do like the edible versus the smoking because I'm probably I don't really like smoke at all. Like I don't even like being like near to a barbecue grill for too long, but. Oh, wow. I'd probably try like a gummy bear or something like that. But it gotta be something that tastes good. So I don't want to taste nothing nasty. But let's see. Now I'm, was that? Are you guys still there? Yeah, everyone just went quiet. So I started to say hello, yeah, and then you started talking. <laughs> it oh. kind of blacked out a little bit. It probably did. We're here. We're here. It probably yeah. did. But let's see. Um. 
Yeah, cause this is my first time actually doing it this way with this many people, like you know, not not actually being in person. So I'm trying to, you know, trying to figure it out on the fly too. So far, so good though. <laughs> um, but I got something since y'all are women. I've been wanting to have this episode that's called the Women Episode for like almost two years now, and it might be several Women episodes. What I'm thinking about. So I kind of wanted to like ask you guys some things because I had a conversation with somebody and it kind of the conversation was are women in competition with men? And I wanted to get more women on the show to speak on that because I don't want to just be one woman. I wanted to have a, a variety and, you know, a diversity of women on here. So I want to get your guys take on that. And I'm going to probably play devil's advocate and throw some shit at y'all. So don't get mad at me. But some of some of it's going to be real and some of it's going to be devil's advocate. But I want y'all to answer as, as best as possible. Like, do, do you guys think that women today are in competition with men? Well, black women, let's say that. Um, partially, no. I right. mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> okay, let me watch my words. Um, uh, if you just look at, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, look at the progression of black women, um, statistically wise, right? Mm-hmm. We, I mean, who, why, why would there be a competition? I think we're doing great, amazing black men as well, great, amazing. But um, no, I I don't think we're in competition with uh, black men. Good. What what about so you, it's just Jen? black men? That's my personal just men, period. Just men, men, just black women, like more specifically, but women in general. But I I think I think the question that they were asking were was about black women, and I just kind of like looped oh. it off since we have a diverse audience. <laughs> Uh, we can do men and women in general. I feel the same. <laughs> the same. Yeah. I, I kind of feel the same, but I feel like since that question is being asked, somebody's feeling threatened. I so, do. Uh, you know, <laughs> I want to know the source. What's the, what's the source? <laughs> uh, I don't necessarily know the source. I was just kind of like earshot of a conversation. I didn't really comment too much, mm-hmm. but I was thinking and was just saying like, is it? But to me, I don't necessarily like just as a guy speaking, I don't feel like I'm in competition with the women. But sometimes I do feel like women feel like they got to step up a little bit more because they are women. And um, I don't know if that leads to competition or like, hey, I got to outshine Josh at the job today or whatever. Or I got to try to, you know, match my husband's hustle or whatever. Like, I don't know if that happens because I haven't really personally had that happen to me, at least not that I remember. Mm, I don't. Yeah, I ain't competing with. I mean, I don't know. To me, there is no competition. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there is any competition as far, especially as far as black women. I think, mm-hmm. like, black women are the greatest, <laughs> and I, that's just how I feel. Period. We're we're great at everything. That's if we can't do it. <laughs> and that's on Mary like black women right now like as far as business owners black women like the rates are soaring like mm-hmm. I'm telling you we on point yeah Edu- education why like education yes. everything like running the household like literally everything 
So, uh, no, we're we're not in competition. No, <laughs> we're just doing what we do best. That's how I feel. We're just doing what we do best. If you feel like we're competing Definitely. with you, that's on you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, I will say that some of the women said that they were in competition with the men, or at least they feel like it. Some of them said, "No, it's always gonna be like a split crowd." But I did, I, I did want to like ask the people that was around me how they felt about it. But that that opens up since you guys said business and degrees that open up the next part of this. Um, are you a strong woman, and are you able to turn turn off or tone down your strength with your mate and your loved ones? Because a lot of people do have these accolades. I'm successful. I got my degrees. I got my business. I don't need a man. Like, are you able to turn that down and tone turn it off a little bit for your mate in order not to, you know, just to be kind of because men like to see feminine women. Nobody wants to like because if that's the Whoa. case, we date a men. What? what? Wait, whoa, whoa, what's not feminine? Here we go. So, yeah, you know, like some women, some women that I have encountered are like the super independent person. I don't need a man for that. I don't need to do this. I don't need to do that. But at the end of the day, you don't have a man. So if that no. that's kind of <laughs> you know what you know what that's what some people were saying in that conversation as well, and I was just thinking like, but it was asking like, do you think these things are contributing to why black women are not married or like marriage is like not it's almost an afterthought in like certain relationships like what in the, in our in our demographic. First off, I want to understand why being accomplished is equated to not being feminine. Right. No, it wasn't that they that they were saying that. Some people let those things go to their head. And I watched two women go at it about I got one lady was I got my degree. I don't need a man. I don't need this. But it was like, but what we're saying is that mentality and how you're acting and behaving is why we're having this conversation because some people do kind of let that go to their head like they don't they want to control everything because they're the boss at work they want to come home and be the boss too and i don't want to say that because i might get shot but like sometimes from what i'm hearing and some people i know personally they don't necessarily want to submit and i know people hate that word but like sometimes you do got to let a man be a man so what i am hearing is ego is unattractive and I feel that goes both ways. I agree. Ego is unattractive, whether it's coming from a man or a woman. I'm all for tuning your own horn. Because last episode, when you were talking about everything you did at work, and you was like, no one else's job does this. Oh, absolutely. Toot your own horn. Because no one's going to go up for you like you're going to go up for you. But right. there is a line when it gets to being obnoxious and when it gets to being disrespectful. I don't want to hear that from a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. And so that goes into that's just human relationship, period. I don't want to hear that from my man who I'm who I'm in a relationship. I don't want to hear that from my girlfriend who we're going out. I don't want to hear that from anybody. Like, I'll support you. I'll be happy for you. I want you to be happy for yourself. But there's a line. So them men thinking that this idea of ego and to be able to go up for yourself and be proud of your accomplishments is something that is only relegated to them. I don't like, like if you can, if you can say you don't like ego in anyone, I can get on board with that. But don't sit here and tell me that women should have to dim their light because you don't think that's feminine or you don't think that's cute. That's 
don't date me. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Like, I, I just, I don't think that, I think so many times people, I, I feel like the, the example of, of enslavement is given and you give the whole timeline of the world and they break it down. Black people were enslaved from this time. Then we had Jim Crow. Then we had the civil rights era. And then it's this little minute piece down here that is one eighth or whatever small percentage of human existence that is black people's freedom. And everyone's like, why should we like, we should be happy for everything we accomplished. Look how much we've done in this short amount of time. So you know that women's rights, black women's rights is even smaller than that. So why should we not go up for ourselves? Why should we not be happy for what we accomplished? Right. Like we're doubly cursed. We are a double minority. And so for everyone, black people have to do twice as, have to be twice as good to get half of what our counterparts have. Black women have to be three and four times as good. So of course I'm gonna ring my bell. That doesn't mean that I don't need you or I don't like I don't I don't need you because I can make my own money. The point is I'm here because I want you in my life. But I feel like a lot of men don't like to listen to that second part. They just hear, oh, well, I don't need you. I don't. But if I'm giving you my time of day, if I'm over here texting you, going out on dates and all this stuff, it's because I want your companionship. And I feel like men don't hone in on that as much as they hone in on the fact that if he leaves today, I'm going to be okay. And I'm fine <laughs> with that. And I don't think men can handle that. Because there was literally a time 30, 40 years ago, I think the Fair Credit Act was in the 70s. Before then, women couldn't get bank accounts without their husbands. They couldn't open a credit card without a man co-signing for them. So there was literally a time where to survive, to make it out of your parents' house and to have a chance of having some type of productive, good life, you had to get married. And now that's not, we don't need you for that anymore. So we're going to get our own, but we still want you in our space, in our lives. But because it's not how you all want to be in our lives, then it's a problem. But then when we come around asking for all your money, now we gold diggers. So is it Uchiwali or one mic? <laughs> I do. Here you go with your New York reference. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Like, when, when, so, so, is it when, so when people say they don't need a man is it just financially because that's usually only that's the only thing i really ever hear because i do think men and women both need each other for different reasons like yeah you may not need a man financially but you need a man for some other things like is that is, is that a fair statement to say like what other things like what uh let's say like let's one to build your house let's say to protect you let's say Did you to, to build a house I'm just throwing out random stuff, but Bro, yeah. Okay. Building <laughs> some people, some people, grandparents built their house or whatever it yeah, was some or whatever. Some people, grandparents, yes. and then today ain't building houses. They oh. can't build a house. Thank you. No, but they want. They can't even change a tire. No. no. We gotta oh, take care of home. We gotta do all this stuff as if the times have to change. But bro, like my grandfather built. Uh, the house that I grew up in. What 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 are you doing? <laughs> can you build the table at least? Like oh, what? Man. These no, are good points. No, they can't. I think some of them can. I just think some of them don't want to. Like I have I have a unique set. And of that's skills. the problem. Uh, yeah, okay. True. 
True. Okay, and so I can cook, and I just don't want to cook for you. So now, what are we doing? We both staring at each other like Diddy and old boy. So what? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got to get up and cook, like for me. And I say that because I've told, I've told people that I don't necessarily need a woman for some of the things you you might think that I need a woman for, but I think, I, and I also said that I need a woman for the things that I do need a woman for, because I can cook on my own. I can clean on my own. I can do a lot of things that you do to this one person in particular on my own. So what are you bringing to the table? It's the intangible things that I need for me. And so I'm so who wondering- who prepared you for that? Say that one more time. Who prepared you to be able to know how to cook on your own and do all these things on your own? Your mother, right? I'm going to have to say no. No. Um, indirectly, yes. But directly, no. I watched a lot of stuff. So I would watch my grandma. I watched my uncles. I watched my grandpa. I watched my mom. I just watched anything. But no one ever really just sat me down and said, hey, you need two ounces of this. You mix this. I'm an eyeball person. And that's kind of how I learned. I just learned from trial and error. But like growing up, at, well, being a single man, like you have to learn how to cook on your own. Unless you mm -hmm. just want to eat food. Fast food, I mean. <laughs> or got somebody gonna cook it for you. So so in my in my case, no one really showed me how to cook. I, I'm very observing. You show if I watch you do something, I'm gonna be able to do it on my own too. So indirectly, yeah, the women in my life and my, you know, my grandparents and my, you know, my uncles and stuff like that, because they barbecue and they did a lot of stuff. Yes. But like no one ever was like, hey, this is what you need to do hands on for this. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even mean literally set you down and explain these things. They, mm. you had the opportunity to do so, do these things on your own, to learn on your own. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Great. So, and I have, and that's I do that same thing for him, just because I want you to depend on yourself. I don't want you to have to depend on a woman because we already take care of so much. I need you to be a helping hand and not dependent on her. Yeah. So, yeah. my son, I teach him. You know what I'm saying? I, I have him go in the kitchen and, and try to cook something. He irons his own clothes. He washes his own clothes. He cleans his own room, cleans his own bathroom. Like, those games, we don't play. <laughs> yeah, and that's a good way to start because, like, just, like, my mom was a single mom for a good deal of my life, like, off and on. She's only been with, like, a couple people that I can actually remember, but I know that I always wanted to be a help, and someone I was dating, they... They didn't necessarily know how to take that I could do all of these things to myself. And I don't know if she felt like she wasn't needed or was I just feminine to her or because she said something. What did she say? She said something. I was just like, why in the world would you think something like that? Like, why can't it be all these other things? But you went straight to this one. What's that? Oh, wow. And I'm trying to figure out what it was. What did she say? Um... I don't know. I think she told me she feel like if she's not doing these things and she feel like she's not doing her job. I'm like, but my thing is I know what it's like to because I know what it's like to watch women struggle. I know what it's like to watch my mom go to work, come home five, six, seven, eight o'clock, trying to make meals for three bad kids at that time. Like I know what it's like. And so sometimes all people ever really need is a little bit of help. So I don't want to be a burden to you. I don't want you to feel like you're obligated or this is your responsibility uh -huh. when I can help lessen the load for you. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And that's just me. That's just me as a guy. That's just me as who I am. I'm gonna just say that. But I feel like the reason why I asked this question, because I feel like women need men for some of these same things. Not, it may not be cooking, but for some of the same things 
but equal opposites of what I'm saying. Is, is that a fair statement? Okay, you said well, building a house, protection. What else? Did, what What else do we need men for? Um, sometimes men can help put you on game with a lot of things, and and so can women, because I learned a lot of stuff from women. I, I that's why I have mostly women friends. Um, I mean, that's I can learn that from my brother, or my uncle. What do I need you as a companion for? I don't I don't know if this is too vulgar, but sex, unless you're just into doing it yourself. <laughs> no, we have toys for that. Right, we have toys. Y'all don't want no Tycho RC toy doing that. Y'all want the real deal. Uh. Mm. Right. All right, man. I'm about to hang up on y'all. There is far too many about it but i mean no i get it because on the other side there are there are toys for men as well so i think it really does go back to what you were saying the intangibles because yes can you can it get the job done with the toy yes but is it different with the person who you care about where there's skin to skin skin to skin contact and intimacy yes all of that is different but then those things are still intangible things when it comes to these these physical things, cooking, cleaning, protection, this fable, building a house that I've seen no man in 2021 do. Um, I can pay a contractor to build my house. I can buy a gun. I can pay AAA to change my tire. I can cook for myself. I can clean for myself. And so some, it's, yeah, I think it really boils down to it's those intangible things that we should be looking for from one another and then of course the tangible things like you said you don't want to be a burden to your partner so if there's an intangible thing that you can do absolutely do, i mean if there's a tangible thing that you can do absolutely do it but don't you know have, don't it shouldn't be an expectation that oh you're the woman so you have to cook oh so you're the man so you should always wash my car like no if you are it's nice but i mean if you are if you're busy if you're tired whatever i can Again, I can provide for myself. So I'll take the car to the car wash on my own and I can pay for it because mm, I don't need you, but I'm doing this because I want to give you peace of mind. You've had a rough week. You chill out and then I will pay to get this done. Or like it's give and take, but I think it does come down to just a lot of the intangibles and that companionship and that intimacy. But when people want to put things to, oh, well, you should be cooking and you should be cleaning. I'm like, what the heck? That you should be paying for everything. <laughs> That's another you good be one. Building something in the damn garage, like exactly. No, no. Yeah. You can't yeah. pick and choose the parts that are good for you. Like it doesn't work that way. You want this when to be fifty-fifty, sir. Right. <laughs> if you want this to be leave it to Beaver, then I'll be at home all day cooking. <laughs> you come right. home with the rest. That is a good one. So let me ask y'all this. Uh, do you think that some of these things are contributing to why there are a lot of, I'm going to say a lot, but there, there's a lot of unmarried black women? <laughs> First of all, let me ask this. Is anyone on here married? No. Wait, are what? Does anyone on here marry? No, I'm not married. I'm engaged. Okay. Oh, okay, congrats. Okay, you're at the halfway mark. I get you. I feel you. Um. So, LJ, since you are at the halfway mark, now the spotlight's on you. 
how like like what's your take on it like like do you feel that that some of these things or like certain mentalities are contributing to a lot of people being unwit a lot of people or a lot of black women black women um no because i feel like that's just something else to blame us on so why are am are, am i not getting married that's, that's your fault <laughs> that's your own insecurities it has nothing <laughs> to do with me so you don't think that but what what like what if what if someone is abrasive with it like brush and brass because if i wanted to date somebody's breath and a brass i'd date a dude <laughs> like if you're gonna be throwing shit in my face all the time like i don't need you every time you get upset well, well like she said Whoa. before it's it's a point of you know you doing too much okay like those okay but i mean if you know if i'm a good successful strong black woman and you know what i'm saying i'm doing my thing and i'm nice and i'm doing all the things right and you just can't take that i don't need you financially <laughs> i think she makes a very good point because i do think that a lot of times people automatically want to assume or say that well, the black women are throwing it in our faces or they're being brash and abrasive. Well, no, sometimes it's literally just, we are living our lives, we are doing our thing and it's your insecurity that cannot take it. Right. But I think mm-hmm. the easy way, the easy scapegoat is to blame the strong black woman. But no, a lot of times, like, yes. <laughs> and a lot of times it is personally, really, no, go ahead. I just, a lot of times it's just the women living their lives and people, Cannot mm-hmm. take it. Right. Mm-hmm. I've personally never heard a woman tell a man, "Oh, I don't need you for nothing." Pop, 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 pop. I've mm-hmm. never heard. I've heard it being said to me. I've never heard that. I've heard it. I've heard my female friends say that too, and about their men, and about men in general. So this is a conversation. This is a Was topic. It after an argument before and after like just just in general like i feel like a lot of women that i encounter have that say that or they have like i'm trying i wish i can describe the behavior because this is more of a behavior and mentality combined is what i maybe i'm not like getting it out right i think i am but i don't think i'm getting it out the best way but i think like let's just say let, okay, let's take music for a minute. It's like F F F dudes, we don't need you. Uh, you know, take his okay. money, do these things. Like, but and I'm an independent woman. All these different things. Like, like that. Ha- I think when people misinterpret what someone's saying, if that's the case, I think that can be dangerous, and I think it can be taken the wrong way. And I think that kind of makes people put out this this uh this persona that they're this and that but that's not really who they are sometimes oh Uh, what's what's wrong with us saying that or feeling that way when for years we have heard y'all talk about that y'all don't even prefer us anyway so Mm -hmm. uh, i wanna i wanna uh uh uh, exotic a foreign a white girl Mm -hmm. all this you don't want us so why is there a problem that we saying that we don't need you i'm confused I'm going to throw out two facts. There are more same race marriages and relationships than there are interracial ones. That's that's a fact. Two, okay. the more educated, 
the more successful a woman is, the less likely she is to be married. Those but are... again, go ahead. But that's fine. While that can be a statistical fact about the more educated she is, the less likely she is to be married. But what is the root cause of that? Again, people want to assume that her success and her attitude is preventing her from getting married. But again, what if it is the insecurity of men? Was preventing her to get married, or what if she just doesn't want to get married? How about that? I just don't How about that? <laughs> That's a good one, and I will say that I have heard men say I couldn't really afford her, I couldn't really do anything for her. Like exactly. she made more. I have heard some guys say that, but I've also heard some some women that say, "Hey, look, I'm like this with guys, and you know, sometimes they might rub somebody the wrong way." And not everybody's goal is to get married because I never really wanted to do that. Just because I hate, I just don't like the the institution of it. Like if I do it, I, I really want it to be for love. I don't want it to do it because whatever. Um, but I do think, like I said, these things are facts. Just 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 stats or whatever. And I think there's a combination of things going on here. I think it's a combination on both parts. And I think it's it's exactly why I have this podcast: a lack of communication and a lack of understanding. And I think it, the more we have these conversations, I wish I had another dude on here. I, who I can I? I wish I had another dude on here. We could probably get we can probably get to it. Um, but I think there's a combination of things going on that I don't think we may be seeing or or even conscious of. Because like go let's say, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, well, so let's just say a guy thinks that you have this mentality or that you come off that way. Like, that could deter him from dating you and dating somebody he feels like maybe X, Y, Z. And same for women, because, you know, some women feel like he think I'm, you know, you know, he think I'm going to be cooking and cleaning and doing all, whatever it is. And then that may deter her from you and you go date somebody else. So I think there's a combination of things going on. I don't know exactly what it is, but I at least want to start that conversation. Or would you rather me be a broke black woman? Uh, me Ooh. personally, no. I mean, because that's what it sounds like. I mean, but then you'll talk about me for being broke and dependent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't, we can't be successful. We can't be broke. Right. We have to sit, be quiet, can't cook, can't clean, but we want to put you want us to cook and clean. Right? Which one? What do y'all want? Right. Y'all don't know you what want y'all us, want. You want us to have straight, <laughs> long hair. But you want us to wear our natural hair. Natural hair, though. Like, not wear makeup, but you want us to look like the girl on Instagram that has a face full of makeup. Like, I'm confused. You want us to have a beautiful, natural body, but you want our bodies to actually look like the girls that got surgery on their bodies. Like, which one? Which one? Like, what do y'all want? Right. That's that's for women in general. Like, what do y'all want? That's a good one. Um, we might we might talk about beauty beauty standards and body mods. That's actually a topic on the women episode that I have. We might get to it tonight. We're gonna see how much time y'all got because I don't want to take up all y'all time. I'm, I mean, I'm good. I'm good too. Okay, good. So, so what, when what? you talked about the attitude that went, like you can't describe it, did you watch Girlfriends at all? I do. You said you said do I have an ex girlfriend? No. Did you watch the show Girlfriend? With 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 Tracy Ellis Ross? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some episodes. I'm not super familiar with it. Okay. Well, I'm gonna try to explain it. The very last guy she dated, the one who she ended the show with, they bought a house together, and 
he could build stuff. And so they were renovating the house. She wanted a gas stove. She Okay, first, she made more money than him. He was a teacher. She owned a restaurant. She wanted a gas stove. He felt that it wasn't a good economical purchase for their budget. She went and bought it anyways. And while she didn't, she later on she did, but when the initial argument started, she did not say, well, I make more money than you or anything like that. She said it in a later argument, but she didn't say it initially. So is it actions like that that you feel it's like that's that attitude? So even if she's not in your face saying, oh, well, I make more money than you. Well, I should, I should be the boss, this, that, and the third, but still going out and deviating from what the man wants to do because historically the man is the head of the household and he's the final say. Is it actions and and movements like that that make you feel like it doesn't always have to be verbal uh, why men get that feeling sometimes okay. I think that could be a thing cause it's kinda like like my grandma used to call it being nice nasty <laughs> I don't know if y'all got country grandmas but I do <laughs> well I had a country grandma and that's what she would say don't be nice nasty don't piss in my face and call it rain she used to always say that but um, I think I think so. It's like it's almost like then I think that's when both people's egos get in the way. Because some people don't like being told what they can and cannot, when to go, where to go, what they you know how to do, what not to do. Some people don't like that. And I've dealt with somebody like that. Like if it's not their way, it's time to blow everything up because you can't get the chocolate cake today. And we ended up getting the vanilla one. So I think sometimes some of those things can push somebody away or or make somebody shy away from you. Okay. Have have you first of all, let me ask y'all, have y'all ever done any of these things I'm saying about to a guy? What? Like like anything say that or push them away or kind of like be like passive aggressive with your with your actions or words and kind of make a dude feel whatever they feel or whatever i've never said it um verbally but if i'm in a situation and you aren't you know able to help or if you don't want to help or if you don't see the need to help then I'm not going to say, oh, I don't need you. I don't need you. I'll do it. I just do it myself. And that may determine if I'm going to continue this relationship with you or not. <laughs> um, that's totally up to me. But no, I've never like come out of my mouth like, no, I don't need you. I don't need you. Because that's a don't fact. You saw I was taking care of myself before you met me. So you don't, I don't need to come out of my mouth and say it. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'll hold it down. So I don't say it out of my mouth verbally, but if I have to take care of myself and what I need you for, or if I had to do everything myself, then what are we doing again? Like, what are, what's the, what are we doing? So, so I said, I said it. Oh man, <laughs> what made you say it? Like, 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 and how did that go? Well, it was really like after an argument, but I mean, I wasn't lying. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I don't, I, well, I, I, you know what I'm saying, him, like, we're not together anymore. But, I mean, I did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am a female, like, my father is a mechanic. So, he taught me how to change my own tire. He taught me how to change my oil. He taught me how to check everything with my car. So, I mean, everything else, my, if I don't, if, if you're not around, I can just get my dad to do it. So, that's... <laughs> That's not a problem, but 
with him, it was, I, I could tell it hurt his ego a little bit, but I mean, I wasn't lying. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So, so maybe, maybe, maybe this is where a disconnect is happening because like you said, you said you can always go to your dad mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's still a dude. He's just not your dude. He's your dude, but he's not your dude. Because the, right, the thing I mean, is, a man, not your man okay. or the man. Okay, so you're on a man, so any man. Yeah, just period. Just for what, like, I and, and you is were it like a companion, like? Yeah, yeah. it usually do, does, but then you know, it's yes and no because when you say you don't need a man, it, it it's just a broad statement. And you're not just dating any man, you're dating your man. So with that being said, if you don't like this guy, you can just say, I don't need a man for whatever reason. But then there's something that's going to come up just in just in that verbiage where you're going to need a man and vice versa for men. And, and, and is it and from when I hear it is always financially. Whenever I hear, whenever I've heard people say it or some of my female friends have told me that, that's what the sentiments is. It's financial. Like everybody focused on the financial aspect of things. <laughs> like I wish I had a sound effect right now. <laughs> that's what I want to have. But um, I'm going to get, I'm going to upgrade my, my, my shit y'all. But, uh, <laughs> But I just wanted to know because I, like I said, I just feel like there's a lot of miscommunication and misunderstanding between men and women. I really do. So it was something I wanted to ask y'all while I had y'all. Um, do y'all have any friends that kind of do that? That's kind of like just overbearing with their independent independence. No, I don't. Good. No. We complain all the time that we don't want to be independent. Someone buy us something, please. Right. <laughs> my own money. <laughs> right. Exactly. I want to be all because I <laughs> Thank you. Crazy. All because I have it does not mean I want to spend it. What the right. Right. <laughs> So are y'all are so are y'all fifty fifty people? No. You pay all the mortgage and the bills. <laughs> 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 If you oh, want me to cook and clean, you gotta pay all these bills. Seriously. Really? Yeah. I'll so, buy. Okay, okay. I'll buy the groceries. So let me ask you this. Let me ask y'all this. So what if you're dating a guy, and I know where this probably gonna go, but what if you're dating a guy and he's not quite able to take care of everything, or he can, but he's gonna be stretching it? Like, how does that like like like? It's, walk me through that situation for y'all. Well, like most middle class men, you know, we say, you know, whatever, whatever, but we'll make it work. Like bills and everything will be taken care of. Like you make it work within your relationship. Y'all handle that how you need to handle it in your household. Um, Of course, if I'm making 50,000, 60,000, he's making 65, 70, I'm not expecting him to pay his rent and my rent and all my bills and all his bills. And if he has children, take care of his children and my children. I'm not expecting that because that's unrealistic. Um, once again, y'all, you know, you make it work within your relationship just to be realistic. Now, if you're making a hundred and I'm making mm. fifty, I think you know you need to we need to work something out. Well, <laughs> you want to help me out? <laughs> but um, no, realistically speaking, that's fair. 
I think every you have to make it work for your relationship. I think that's fair. I think I think how much each of you make and what your uh, financial responsibilities is at that time should be factored into it. To me, me personally, just knowing, and I and I went through this with somebody, and we weren't even living together. We weren't even trying to plan any of that, and it turned into an argument. I was just like, I just thought we had more together. There's always strength in numbers for me, but it turned into an argument because she felt like that basically I should do everything. Like I just, I just say, hey, well, if we move in, it'll be, it'll make everything easier for me. I can help you out because let's say you don't have all the money for your car note this month. Guess what? If we're a couple, I'll probably be more likely to help you than if you if we weren't, you know. And I think it, I think that can work both ways. Like, I think one hand should be able to wash the other. Now, if I'm making a million dollars, you ain't got to worry about shit. But if I'm only making, let's say, thirty, we're both making thirty, like I may not be able to handle everything. Like, is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, I think that. It goes back to, you say it all the time, that people have to talk. Like, you have to actually communicate. Because, and you have to do what works for your situation, your relationship. So, that's that's a very big part of it. True. Is that a deal breaker for some people? I know some people would be like, I don't want no broke guy, but what's broke? Right, what's broke? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think as the women, like, I mean, we talk shit, but I mean, we ain't gonna let you, especially if you my dude, like, I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) like, I mean, we're not gonna let you just be out here struggling to pay everything and we just out here sitting pretty, like, buying, like, you know, at least not me. That's good. Or at least if I'm not, if I care about you, then I win. Now, if I don't, I don't care. Right. No, right. man. You're your own. <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> but that's fair. That's fair. I did want to throw that out there because I, like, I know what that's like to have to have that hanging over your head as a dude. And I made more than this person, but my thing is, if we, if we, let's say we did get married and how can I pay two car notes? How can I pay two insurances and you got all these accidents on your thing so now you making my $120 insurance go up to $400 like now you <laughs> now you added more new more rocks to my bucket say that one more time I said why two car notes you get the used car she gets the new car one car note well technically at this point my car was used too cause I got it in 2014 <laughs> and I don't know when she got her car at that time but I guess they were technically kind of both new I mean used Mine was brand brand new though. I think hers might be brand brand new too at that time. Um, but you know, if you've had that car for three or four years, you know, you still you still working on it. You may not be. It may be something that you may not be able to handle right now. And then some people, when they say all, and me personally, sometimes I take a lot of things literal when it comes to stuff like that because when people say all, they usually mean all, and then sometimes they don't mean all. But when they say all of the bills, I don't want to pay for anything. That kind of just make me think like you really meant all, not like all or majority all but you be like all like completely all <laughs> so yeah. you know i just think that could be a a thing but i didn't know if that tied into the whole independent women thing and you know just just being strong and stuff like that because i think i think i really do believe 
men and women need each other whether you're black white brown whatever i think we do but i'm about to ask y'all something else because we're gonna be here all night doing that one um <laughs> how do y'all feel about uh body mods for women like who? Body modifications like getting Botox, getting butt lifts, and all of these things. Because I heard somebody mention it earlier. Y'all wanted the women with these, you know, whatever's and the long hair, the body parts. How do y'all feel about that as as a woman? <laughs> hey. I want one. Who about to say? All right. <laughs> <laughs> do what you want to do. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, uh... I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm down for it. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I don't have any I want one, and I feel like every time I say I want one, Instagram shows me like a horror story, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> right. Maybe the gym is not too bad. No, right. man. Um, but I, I, you know, right. I don't know. I'm not gonna say I'm. I won't say I'll, I'll never get one. No, I won't say that. Okay. We probably won't be extreme with it, but I mean, some modifications here and there is nothing wrong with that. So, what would y'all get? Like, like what would y'all get? The three of y'all. A BBL. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Um, I would get probably like a mommy makeover. What's that? But don't, don't, don't touch my case because my case are perfect. Oh, um, you don't want the guns to be checked. It's, okay. like, <laughs> it's like the, like, you know, get like the light bulb on your stomach. And then I think they do the BBL too. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm good to go. It's bikinis all year. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But for everybody else, do what you do, baby. That's your body. That's your money. I think. Right. Jen, did you want to, did you want to comment on this one? I would get a BBL and an internal bra. What what's an internal bra? It just like lifts them. It's not augmenting or anything. It just lifts your natural breath. Mm. Oh, I never heard of that. Hold Me on. Either. Like, <laughs> I'm about to Google this. <laughs> <laughs> about to be up all night on Google. That is crazy. Interesting. So I think the reason why I came up with this topic like two years ago was because I felt like at that time there was a lot of people policing women's bodies and I wanted to know how people felt about it and you know and just like to me I don't care if you get a mod and I prefer that you didn't because I'm afraid of the horror stories I'm, I'm afraid what happens 10 20 30 years down the line now you got like now you got one butt cheat like you got like a sack of uh, black eyed peas hanging in there like on Big Mama and then then the other one just looks great so I would be afraid of that. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm for do what you want to do. If you, if it do what you want to do, but again, sometimes you all look crazy, and it's it's like, is it happening because? I mean, it's a self esteem thing. They feel pressured, and it's just it. It's hard because you see some people, it's like, okay, so you got the butt. You don't want to get hips and thighs to match. You just really just wanted to ask. That's it. And it didn't make any sense to be proportionate. And you're like, well, that just, again, your body do what you want, but it's not 
I don't think it looks good, but okay. But then it becomes like a whole self-esteem. Uh, it becomes a whole self-esteem thing. And then, you know, a lot of the body modifications that celebrities do, they don't want to be transparent about it. And they lie and say that, oh, no, people from this part of the world are naturally curvy. You didn't look like that when you was frolicking with Paris Hilton, but I heard you. Go ahead. And right. it's just like, <laughs> and again, it's like you all want to look like a certain demographic of women. You all want to be shaped like black women, but that's not who you are. But right. you all you all have you all are allies to black women. You all don't care about I what black women really like- have going on. You all just want to look like us and be right. and be in the culture and be with the men. But as far as being down for any real cause, you all aren't here for it. And so I think that's where like some of the issues with body modifications come from because people are doing it to really just be someone that they're not. And it's like, a part of it is like, okay, whatever makes you happy. But it's like, why, why is being a black woman what makes you happy, Karen? Like, right. let's talk about it. Right. Period. Because I've been in the 90s having a bit of, in the 90s having a big butt or in the, even in the 80s, I was like, oh, she got a big butt. Like, Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like black women are criticized for their naturally curvy body that people right. go out and buy, and then they are praised for the same natural curvy body yeah. that they're trying to <laughs> exactly. get, that they saw on a black. It's, it, it's uh, woo. You know what? Well, we could be on another topic that we could be on yes. all day. Yeah. 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 Like the two braids. I remember just, you know what I'm saying? When my mom ain't want to do my hair or whatever, she'll put me two braids. Now that's a thing. Now they call it the Kardashian braids. Like, what? We've been doing that since birth. What are you talking about? They call it, they call it, uh, when Kim was wearing it, the boxer braids. Boxer braids. Bro, what? The right. what? That's crazy. <laughs> no. This is no. uh, my hair wasn't done last night, and my mom needed to put two braids in my head. That's right. what this is, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and again, yeah, it goes back to there's so many things that black people in general, but black women do, especially with their hair, that we do out of necessity, mm-hmm. and they do it for recreation. Like black women wear braids and protective styles because our curly hair pattern. Our hair is not oily. That's why we don't wash it every day like white people do. So we can't dry it out because then it'll break off our hair since it's drier. The sebum and the natural oils that are produced in our scalp does not make it all the way down to the ends. So we have to protect the ends of our hair. We that by getting twists, by getting braids, by braiding our hair underneath and getting a sew-in or wearing a wig. But if we have to do it to protect our hair, let's at least have some fun with it. Let's get some purple. Let's get some pink. Let's get some blue. Let's make it fun. But when we do it, it is unprofessional. We're ghetto. Right. We're hood rats. It's not It's not corporate friendly. But they do it, and it's edgy. And then, again, they're just doing it for aesthetics. There is no need for a white girl to get box braids. There is nothing that is ripping your hair out while it's protecting our hair. So there's literally a, a history behind why we do things. And there's literally a practical reason, but we're still demonized for it. But then you do it because you think it's cute. Right. And everybody praises it. And it does get very disheartening when we see our black men counterparts praising it and loving that, but hating it on us. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Or when right. we see them praising all the girls with the body modifications, and then they look at you like, why you look like that? Like, oh, I came out like this. This is a problem for you? I'm sorry. Well, mm-hmm. what, what do you want me to do? But then I feel black women get it. And they're like, oh, you you got surgery? She got surgery too. Don't you think this white girl popped out like that? She did it. I'm gonna tell you, she did it. Right. Curls. That's like, you know, everybody want curly hair. Like, come on. Like, uh. <laughs> we'll be here, we'll be here all night. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess we'll segue to something else. What else I got on here for you guys? <laughs> Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, do y'all think sex is a weapon? I do. <laughs> yeah, I hear some chuckling, so y'all think so elaborate. too. What's that? Right. You have to elaborate. Like, do you do people use sex as a tool or a weapon to gain things from people, and and vice versa for men too? I mean, it can be, but yeah. I wouldn't say sex is a weapon. It can be, but um, I don't. I, I don't. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's people that do. I don't. Interesting. Not intentionally, anyway. Not intentionally. Okay. I feel like I feel like some people do trying to use like the allure of that or or that that uh that mystique or the actual act to get things from people. Like it's not like a literal weapon, but like something that you have in your arsenal to get things that you want. Like for 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 an interview, for instance, like all of your good qualities are your weapons that you're going to use or the tools you're going to use to sell yourself. And I think sometimes people use that for their, you know, to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It depends on the situation, honestly. Have y'all ever did that? I have. I have. I was out here being a slut. I was just playing. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was just playing. I haven't done that. But let's see what else I got on here for y'all. Uh, do you guys feel that it's necessary to have the passwords to your significant others, everything or whatever? I don't know. I don't want him to have my password. So. No, Lord. <laughs> Not that I'm hiding anything, but I mean, no, like no. I don't need you to have the password to my bank account because if I tell you I ain't gonna, I ain't got no money, and I do, I don't need you to go look. Yeah, you can go look. <laughs> have y'all ever tried to get someone's things? Like you know. Yeah, I'm scratching yeah. a few things. No, Lord. How did that go? <laughs> Oh, I, that's why I don't do passwords anymore. I learned my lesson. Okay, I'll just let it come to light. Everything done in darkness will come to light, so I don't need to go looking for it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel because someone someone wanted to get my password, and I'm just like, why? And she was like, because she didn't trust me. And I was like, well, 
I think two of you guys kind of know a little bit about that situation. One may have heard some things. I'm not quite sure. But before, before, it's like she said she didn't trust me. And up until, up until maybe a certain point, she had no reason not to. And so I'm like, this wasn't an issue that just arose. This was an issue that was always an issue. Like you've always been like that. And I told her that I don't think by trying to get access to all of my things shows that you trust me. That just makes you feel comfortable because you have, you feel like you now can check, but guess what I can do? Create another account. (laughs) I can always get a Google number. I do have a Google number and I use that for different things. Um, I can always just delete the names. I can always just talk in code. Like there's still a way to hide things, whether you have access to my things or not. And I just think that's a, for me, I think that's a sign of immaturity, insecurity, and, um, and just a, a blatant lack of trust. Like you're never going to build trust when someone feels like they're being monitored. So guess what they're going to do? Act their best behavior. You know, you need to know, you need to, if you trust somebody, you trust them whether they're around you or not. And that's just how I feel about that. Yeah, I feel like um, like a much younger me was after that kind of stuff, but that's like a whole full-time job. And I ain't got time these days. So, <laughs> like she said, like, now it's just if it comes to, like... And that's how I yeah, feel. I'm not chasing. I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that. I'm not stressing myself out. I'm not trying to make my eye go pop out the socket trying to look sideways and keep my head straight to look at your password. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> like, I stopped doing that in my younger 20s. I'm done. Yeah. But 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 so can trust be earned back? I know I asked this on some shows before, but like how can you earn trust back if it can be earned back? Um it's about just being consistent and just I don't know. Being you know, showing more having more communication about things, being more open on things, you know, instead of you going out cheating or whatever, if I'm not doing something, let me know because there was a reason that you stepped out anyway. So my point you know. exactly and but some people you can't give explain that logic to and i and i say that because for me at this time there were some things that this person was doing and not doing and they both were like a double negative to me and something happened and i don't really think what's that that's what oh, um oh somebody was walking outside i just kind of seen a shadow but for me, I felt like you never really trusted me from the go. And like now you actually have a legit reason not to. Well, I ain't gonna even say it's legit, but it's not legit. Like I get it. But my thing is, how do I get back to that? And like you said, is there something that you were doing? And she said that she wanted me to be an open book, but those who know me really well know I don't I tell everybody everything like I may not tell you at that moment but if you ask me something I'm more than willing to tell you but if you don't ask I don't know you want to know so she felt like that having access to my things would make me an open book I'm like no just ask me because if you want me I can give you the illusion that I'm being open and honest with you 
or I'm doing the right thing, but that doesn't mean I'm doing the right thing. You just believe it. And it's all about what people believe. And I was like, no matter how much of a good person I am, if you don't believe it, it doesn't matter. All right. And when you're dealing with people like that, it's hard to overcome that. And it's not just women, it's men too. But it's hard to to kind of maneuver around something like that. And I just wanted to know just like why like why is that even a thing and I, like i said i haven't had to deal with anything like that i thought that was a high school thing for, for me personally i don't really know people who really still want to do that like at our ages and i think most of us are above 25 26 27 somewhere in there above okay you can stop you know you can go <laughs> right there you keep going up <laughs> <laughs> oh man but I, I, I did want to know that though Because sometimes that can be a bit frustrating um, I don't know I think it, once again like you said It's about communication And uh, some people I think Sometimes we jump too quickly to be like Yes I can trust you again I can move past it But deep down inside you probably can't Move past it especially if you continue To bring the situation up over and over and over again That's because you haven't taken the proper time To heal from that situation and maybe your healing comes from cutting off your significant other because you can't get past that situation, um, which is that's completely fine, especially if somebody has, um, you know, lost your trust. Sometimes you can't earn it back. Yeah. Um, what if you don't want to earn it back? Then what? Then you definitely get out of the situation. Oh, now we waste your time. What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. You might be right on that. Let me see what else I got for y'all. Let's see what else I got. Um, yeah, let's see. Jen, are you still there? I am. No, just making sure. <laughs> I want to make sure we ain't lose nobody because I have no way of knowing unless y'all hang up and call <laughs> back. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Do y'all? I, well, I, I, no, I ain't gonna ask y'all that. I'm gonna say that one for later. Um, let's see what we got. I got a whole list of things. Okay, if y'all could go back in time, what's one thing that y'all would tell your your younger self? Don't take out those student loans. <laughs> <laughs> Um, get on birth control. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jen, what, what, what will be your note to self? Don't rush to grow up. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, like how we started saying working is ghetto. <laughs> 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 right. Like, I've had a job since I was 14. No idea why. My, no one, my parents didn't tell me to get a job that young. And I just was like, I want a job. I want money. No, man, no. What right. were you doing at 14? I was working at my dentist's office. I was working at the front desk. Interesting. Oh, wow. Mm. The big bucks. I think. Speaking of that, 
Damn, I'll tell y'all that later. My th- <laughs> my note to self would be <laughs> my note to self would be uh get that credit card and invest early. And I learned the power of that, and which is that's actually what we're gonna segue into after this. Or this kind of be like a dual subject. Um, I learned the power of having credit. I learned the power of investing and being early to the party. And I and I know I would definitely tell my younger self, get it. Because I was to think like $75 was a lot of money. I was thinking $175 was a lot of money. And that's what Apple stock was at one time, I think, like those numbers. And I said I wanted to get some. This was like 2012. Never got it. Netflix. and about Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Mm. Like now it's worth $63,000 a share or a coin. So it was mm. literally like at the start of the pandemic last year, even if you would have bought it, you could have doubled your money by now. If you had 25 grand, like you could have, it was 23,000 this time last year. And now it's up to 63. That's crazy. Yep. I know at one point it dropped down to 3,000 and that's when I should have got back in, but I didn't. Wow. I do have a couple of pieces of Bitcoin. I do have a couple of shares in the Bitcoin company, which are $63 a share now. But if you bought like as many as I did, it gives you a substantial amount of money. Or if you just went crazy and bought like a hundred of them for 63,000, I mean, $63, I mean, $3,000. And that which would have equaled out to about $3 a share. You'd be, you'd be pretty decent right now. Yeah. Mm. So that's something I would tell myself, just learning the power of credit and, uh, you know, and just money. Like, cause I don't think that as young people, because I don't think a lot of us come from money, we don't necessarily know the power and the ways to navigate, to get it and how to make it work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think that's why we don't know because we didn't come from our parents. We didn't know, um, or they weren't well versed in that subject so that's something we had to learn as we got older and thankfully we're learning it in our you know mid-20s late 20s early 30s instead of trying to learn it when we're in our 50s and 60s and 70s when it's time to quote-unquote retire um and then you kind of get late to the party yeah so Mm -hmm. we're still learning at a fairly young age so we can teach our children when they're seven eight or you know younger nine years old so that they don't have to go through these same things and that's one thing you know breaking you know everybody says breaking generational curses mm-hmm. that's the same thing now we know we know something now and we can teach our children at a younger age and they can teach their children at a younger age and we can start to build wealth within the black community so. definitely I know growing up, like my, my family, I would say, don't get no credit card. You're going to go in debt. You're going to go in debt. And then mm-hmm. I also know that your debit card says debt. I didn't know it was called a debit card. I thought it was a debt card. So I never wanted to get a bank account oh, until wow. I got older. Oh, wow. So for wow. me, <laughs> that's just me being me. Like, I, that's what I thought. I did not know. I thought it was a credit card because I only saw cards like that that had numbers with credit cards. I did not know. So I was like, why would I want to get one of those? And, you know, like now I realize that if I would have started when I was 18, I probably could have so much credit availability to me. I could probably like do whatever I wanted to do whenever I wanted to and not have to worry about a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and just you know just learning how money works because growing up i'm pretty sure your parents y'all parents or grandparents were just like mine save your money save your money save your money it'll build interest but the interest that it that acquires is very little nothing. it ain't <laughs> you got to invest to make money and that's something yeah. that I, that's something that i've learned and i will i would definitely if i could go back i'm going to tell myself that do that Yes, that yeah. is so true. That is so true. I remember my mom saying, "Oh, leave it, in, leave it in your savings. It's gonna get interest." What? Come on. <laughs> you made a dollar at the like end two of two years. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's crazy, and I have to think. I remember I was to try to check my bank account when I first. I had a, I had a, a, a Wyckovia. Y'all remember Wy? Y'all remember Wyckovia? Yes. I had one of those, and I would see like how much interest, and I was like. All I got was a fucking penny. <laughs> I'm taking my shit up out of here. <laughs> I could be broke at home, <laughs> but but definitely. Um, and since we were talking about money and uh, credit, I do have a, a credit and business section. Like since we're on it, I think like you guys said earlier, like there are a lot of people, well, women in general, or more specifically, becoming business owners and becoming successful and millionaires at a very young age like i think we as as a people need to instill it in our kids young and just kind of help where we can like share the wealth and you know pass down that knowledge to other people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think i was having this conversation with somebody at work i was saying if i think i might have texted to one of y'all too i'm not sure i probably told two of at least two of you guys on this on this uh podcast that if enough of us teamed up together to do a thing like let's say we teamed up to buy like a lot and then we bought that lot for ten thousand dollars and then we start making money off that lot and then we took that money and bought another thing and another thing together because we have more money together and then we eventually could split off and start doing our other things but still keep those same things together we could be like a conglomerate we can be like a Y'all ever heard like those things like it's anonymous group or a silent group or whatever? Mm-hmm. It's another term they use too. We could be something like that, like a black majority group or something like that. Like we can we can mm-hmm. really do some damage and like really take take over and buy the city back. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I can't remember what it's called that you're talking about. I know what you're talking about though. I'm trying to think of the word too, but I know some people call it like a, like a, a a black a black majority group or whatever. Whatever it is, it's something. But like they'll just get together and they'll just all just buy something and like they'll all split the profits and just kind of keep it from falling into the wrong hands. And I know like T.I., Killer Mike, and somebody else bought up like some places on Bankhead or whatever. And I just thought that was a good idea because if not, they're going to gentrify those places and it'll never be the same. And we. And we can yes, keep man. our money in our communities instead of like sending it out everywhere else. Like we spend like the black dollar is the most powerful thing in America, if not the world. We're like trillions of dollars. We spend the most money out of everybody, but we have the least. And that's that I think that goes back to how we view and understand money. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I totally agree. Do any of you guys have businesses? I don't. Well, I'm, I'm I'm starting a business, and I want to get all the strippers together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing, but I do want to start something though. I do too. Um, 
Yeah, I want to start a business. What would you a do? Couple of um, well, I'm kind of like a creative. Like, I want to do... Oh, man, it's a lot. Um, I want to buy a building, like, a where people hold events, like event center. That's good. Um, I want to do events, kind of. Um, like, I do, like... Party, like my kids' parties are like always big because <laughs> mm-hmm. I could do like balloons and like the balloon garlands and all that good stuff, treats, all that stuff. I can do all that stuff myself, but I just haven't. Um, and I know why is because, um, like you know how some people are afraid of failure. I think I'm afraid of success <laughs> because really? success comes responsibility and and more and i think i am afraid of that extra responsibility so interesting and it's funny that you said fears because that's something i got on the list too Dang, I, man are, are y'all hacking into my phone like what's going on <laughs> but I, I would my advice to you would be to just to to get started if that's something that you really want to do and just never stop even if you have one client get started and just hold on to that one client because yeah. there's a lot of advantages for you know for business owners like the the system is rigged for business owners even if your business don't make zero dollars you yeah. can still be uh pretty successful with the uh write-offs and benefits yeah. but that's what my fiance is trying to teach me like because he owns a business and it's inspiring to see you know he doesn't have to clock in you know day to day and kind of makes his own schedule so it's very inspiring it's pushing me to want to you know what I'm saying start a business I just have to get over that fear yeah it must be nice I wish I could be home and doing whatever I want right traveling eating whatever I want right I think I'm not rich for uh, for a reason I think I'd probably be a, a maniac if I was rich I already know that <laughs> I'll probably be doing some stuff that I have no business doing. God knew what he was doing when he made me broke. That's what it was. That's how I feel with with big butts. I mean, there's a reason why you know I don't have a big butt because God knew. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, what would you be doing if it was like? What would you be doing? Man, look. Scamming these men. Oh man, OnlyFans would be doing one of those. Oh man, that is crazy. But hey, you know, if you can make some money from it, I don't know. I don't know. But since you guys, well, since you said fears, let's talk about that. Like, what are some of your fears if if it's not too deep and personal for you? Don't everybody speak at once. Yeah, it's just like quiet again. It like blacked out again. But fears, oh. you, like fears as far as the business, like just just in or just general. fears in general. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, my fear is that I'll be stuck in a nine to five for the rest of like well for the rest like into retirement. I just I can't see it. I can't do it. I can't like I fear not being able to show my children the world like. To show them more than just the United States or even just the Caribbean, uh, like I want them just to explore, like to live, I guess more freely than we did growing up, and thinking that what we, how we grew up, like that. 
Hello? I just want oh. them to see. Can you kind of blanked out. You blanked out on that one. Are you using a Metro PCS, man? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm here. What in the world? <laughs> Hopefully it came through on the other you know. <laughs> I hope. I don't see, it's, it's blank right there on the screen, like no sound bars. Oh, gosh. But it's all right. We'll figure it out. We'll use context clues. <laughs> Is, is that your only fear? Yeah, being stuck in the, the rat race of a nine to five, absolutely. That's not bad. That's not bad. Anybody else has any fears? Um, not. I mean, I guess it, it's kind of along the same thing, but not living up to like my full potential. Um. I do think that I have a skill. Like I want to have a consulting business later on in life. And I, I think that there's a part of me, I suffer from that. Well, I'm not ready yet. Well, one more thing. Well, it's not perfect and trying to get things perfect, but nothing's ever going to be perfect and you're never fully going to be ready for growth. That's why it's growth. But um, I'm afraid that I will talk myself out of, getting to my full potential and really becoming all that I can become and all I want to become. Yeah. Hmm. I agree. That's a good point. Interesting. LJ, do you have do you have a fear? Um I mean just your usual fears. Um I fear, I don't know, it's, it's being super deep. Um, like, I fear death, not for myself, but for more so for my children. Mm. Um, and not, I fear not leaving them anything. Like, to me, that's very important to leave something for them to have. And, you know, just to, for them to grow up without me scares me. Yeah, that's interesting, man. That is very interesting. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're definitely gonna talk about these fears and dive into them. I'm gonna tell y'all my fear. My fear is not being a good parent when that time comes. My, uh, I don't want to. Like I was telling my mom the other day that I want to be a resource for my kids, like. I want to be like almost like a walking encyclopedia because I, I have I, I know a little bit about a lot of things and I want to be able to help guide my kids down the right path. I actually have a lot of fears, but I want to be able to like kind of say, hey, look, don't do this. Like, don't date the crazy chick at your job because your daddy did. And now you here or whatever. Don't do that, son. I want to be able to say stuff like that with confidence and be able to like guide you down the path. Like, I don't want to control your life. But I want to be able to say, hey, look, dad made these mistakes so you don't have to. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to let you make your mistakes on your own. But just just know that I am your resource and I am here. And I have another fear is letting down my female friends, my my, my women friends. I don't know how I'm supposed to say that. Somebody, what, 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 ah, what would be the best term to use there, guys? Females. Women. What's wrong with females? <laughs> Well, Jen, you take females. the floor on that one. <laughs> <laughs> because females can be any animal. Um, females can be a female deer, a female 
duck, a female oh. fish. Like they have specialized names. You have a deer and a buck. You have a goose and a gander. And we have men and women. So men and women refer to male and female people. And for me, like that's the you know the whole semantics part of it. But then also, I just personally feel like female general. I feel like. For the majority of it, I feel like when it became very prevalent to say it, it was always trying to put women down and trying to say negative things about women. And then it just kind of became adopted as how people referred to women in general. But again, a female can be anything. And then I think the origins of it in our present day youth derives from trying to be derogatory towards women. So that's why I have a crusade against using that word. Yeah, I wanted her to explain that because we and her had that conversation, and um, I thought that would be a good thing to say on the podcast. And somehow, everything, all my goals are being accomplished tonight. But anyway, um, <laughs> I don't want to let my 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 female or women friends down because I feel like I'm the last of the Mohicans to them. And some things have happened in my life recently, and I kind of feel like I might have let some of them down or made them lose hope that good guys do exist. And I do know that some do exist. I think, I think some people got to go through their, their fuck ups or whatever. But I do, I definitely think there's a lot of good guys. And I know a lot of my, you know, female friends listen to this, and I and I want them to know that I never want to let you guys down. Like that's something that um that I'm afraid of because I don't want to kill your hope. And of course, I'm afraid of dying. Of course, I'm afraid of some other. Wang I'm afraid. Of, I'm afraid of losing people, whether you die or you leave my life. Somehow, sometimes it depends on who you are. Why do you? Um, oh, <laughs> you having this fear of letting your women friends down, and you feel like you're the last of a certain caliber of men. So outside of you trying to be an example man yourself what charge are you putting to the men that you have in your life to what accountability are you putting on them i know this is getting into a whole other thing but it's something where i feel like a lot of time you know men don't check other men period they don't they don't check them enough like Mm -hmm. and people want to want to blame women for all these problems like no sometimes it's you all and you all should be able to if those are your real friends you should be able to tell them about yourselves or themselves the same way how you asked well do we have women friends who put down their men and talk about how they don't need them and i make more money you know so do you all check your male friends when or your men friends when they talk about women when they're cheating on women when they are lying to women when they're not being exemplary men that you feel that they should be and they're not being the caliber of man who you want to be it seems like men don't want to hold other men accountable they rather just be like that's just how he is i don't i don't you know i don't really mess with that nigga in that in that realm and i'm just like so what's your friend for that like you have to hold them accountable so what do you what i i think it's admirable but I do think it's unfair to put so much onus on yourself. But then I do think that onus needs to, there needs to be accountability for men being accountable for checking other men. 
I agree And my, my thing is I do try to hold my friends accountable And I'm like Hey look You probably shouldn't have done this Or hey Try this this way And how How my, how my friendship is With the two of you um, Because y'all know me Like personally Like on a different level I'm that same way With my Male friends Like if I'm wrong I, Like I told somebody before Like if somebody Is standing next to me Or they're in my life They're doing something Better than I can do it like I keep people around me who are better than me in different ways and walks of life. And I'm pretty sure I do some things for the people around me, whether they male or female also. So, but I do believe in holding people accountable. So like my conversation, like I said, my conversation with you guys are, are something similar to, to, uh, to, to how I am with my male friends. And like, they the ones who do know about my situation they do hold me accountable they put my feet to the fire but they definitely understand and it's not like a a way like not like they're condemning me or anything but they're just like hey look try not to make these mistakes because one of my friends he's a little older he's he's in his 40s and he's married so he gives me you know not necessarily that I'm asking but like just in just in conversation like we may come up and I may he may just drop a few gems for me here and there or he may just come out direct and say hey look you messed up when you did this you know because we may be on something specific and but for me I try to do that same thing to you know to my to my friends as well and just let them know hey look try to do this like sometimes you got to tone that down you may not want to do this like get her this I'm telling you it's going to work or whatever but I put a lot of onus on me because I'm not really used to making big, big mistakes, but recently I have, and I feel like I, the parties involved would not let me live that down. And, but my thing is like, I like you two know, like the two parties involved, like they have a role to play in this too. Like, yeah. Is it a fucked up situation? Yes. But don't act like I just did this. Because I'm a fucked up person Like that's not who I am I'm still the person I was The day you met me I just made a bad choice That wasn't so bad of a choice at the time The bad choice I made was Not Being Up front with it But One person I was up front with The other person Not so much because of a lot of things That was going on Like there was like death there was death of babies. There was sickness in the family. We were at the greatest point of our lives. And we had a... Eh, I don't know if I want to say this here. Maybe I will. We got engaged. So how do I come out and tell you something like that? If that makes any sense. So for me, me, me withholding that information has dimmed my light to them. And... I don't want that situation because it can happen to anybody like wrong place, wrong time, wrong thing said, wrong thing did or not did. It can change your trajectory. And I know that just because I know the women in my life, how they are and what they've been through. I don't ever want them to look at me and be like, you just like the rest. And that's the, but that's not how I am. And of course they'll say that too. But some people will just come out and say, it. but that's in my situation not trying to like absolve myself from anything I'm just not like everybody else And I know that but you have to give me a chance To show you that And as a friend I don't ever want y'all to like Look at me and just be like Dang He let us down like he You know he's just not like that like if he messed up He did this or he said Or did this Who can, who can I believe in now 
And like that's something that's like near because I value the people in my life for whatever reason I value for. So I do put a lot of uh, onus and a lot of stock in that for me. And like when I first when I first I was like, dang, I don't really know how I'm going to take it. How people going to look at me like, do I care? Yeah, because I care about what the people who know me know me think versus the people who don't know me, who just kind of hear like the gossip about me. Interesting. Wrong dice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that's that's it for me. But like that is something that's like just big for me. And I don't I don't really know like I've asked some of them and some of them have told me no that, that doesn't really change the way they view at me. But one person did say knock me down the pig. And like that kind of like Wow. Yeah, That's it great. did, but I I expect that I'm 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 I'm, pre- I'm appreciative that she told me that and that she was, you know, because we're like then I didn't get mad at her, but it just made me think because she really feels like that about guys sometimes. And I think that me being who I am, like, oh, X Y Z, A one wouldn't do that, but A one kinda did do that. Or he did something that's in a similar vein or not in the best light. So if he did it, who else could do it? Mm. So that's that's something that's that's something that I fear. And you know, then I got a sister. And then I think about me potentially having a daughter one day. Like, well, why aren't you and mom together? Or well, what did you do, Dad? Did you ever do this when she does start to discover like how cruel the world can be and how guys can be? Or women, for that matter, if, if that's the path she decides to go down. Hopefully not, but if she does, okay. Um, that's something that I got to explain. Hopefully not. Yeah. So that's something that I don't I don't ever <laughs> want to let the women down in my life. Y'all all right? Are y'all crying? So, so, do you, so do you fear your daughter will be gay? No, I know, I know. Okay, because you said hopefully not. So <laughs> because you know everybody, I, I would like to say I don't. I would like to say that most parents have an idea of what their kid will be like and what they want them to do and not to do. And I don't think a lot of parents will say, hey, "I want my son or daughter to be homosexual," just because of the way the world is set up. I want my kid to be happy. So if you if you just so happen to be that way, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to condemn you. I'm going to be there and support you. Because I know how cruel the crew, how crude the world can be, and and for people who subscribe to that, because I do have male friends that are like that, I have family members that are like that, and I have female uh, friends that are like that, and I know how the world can be, and I don't ever want you to feel like you can't survive in the world, or you have to be bullied, or or whatever it is in the world. So that's that's my take on that. Oh, who is outside no. on the porch? <laughs> and that's perfect because crickets really was happening. It was quiet. It was quiet. I really thought that that was you doing that. Oh, no, that wasn't me. That's probably whoever's sitting out on the porch. I'm going to take a guess and say that was LJ. Hello? Hello? What'd you say? Are you outside with the crickets? I, oh, I am. 
Because you were sitting in the car. Oh, y'all can hear that? Yeah, we heard everything. It's like, creaky, 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 no. whatever the noise they make. No, I was just <laughs> walking to the car. <laughs> oh, okay. Just make it show. Just make it show. Um... So, oh, so I don't know. Well, since we're on the air, the two of you who do know what I'm talking about, do you think, like, do you think I let you guys down? I think I already asked one of y'all this for sure, though. Absolutely not. I told you I felt absolutely not. Like, um, you know, people go through things, um, but, you know, you're my friend and I love you for you. Aww. So. Um, <laughs> no, you absolutely didn't let me down. You didn't change all the way I feel about you. How I see you. How I view you as a friend, as a male, as a man. Um, nothing. So, here's my answer. No. <laughs> well, good. I appreciate that. I uh, that's what I wanted to say. It, it, is this because you guys know me? Yes, I will say that. <laughs> I know you. I know you. Like I know you. This is you weren't someone I just met like a couple, you know, a couple months ago or whatever. Yeah, I knew I you know. back when you were sitting at the lunch table by that. yourself. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know, <laughs> but yeah, I um, but I wanted to say something. Um, if if you did not know me, what would you think? I think it depends on how much information um, was afforded to me. Again, knowing you, you've given pretty detailed information, and the timeline is very important. Very. Um, but if I'm hearing it, like, from third parties, then the timeline may not be as detailed. It may not be accurate. So then that can... That can... Um, of course change how someone or how I would feel about things because you know something that the timing and something can make it wrong it's like oh well that that wasn't a factor at this time so then it wasn't wrong whereas if someone tells me the timeline differently oh then this was a factor at this time and that makes it wrong so um it's it's hard to tell um if I'm getting the exact same story that you gave me from a third party and I don't know you, I still, I'd be, I'd still be inclined like on a factual basis. Like, well, the timeline thinks that he wasn't, he technically wasn't in the wrong, but not knowing you personally, I may think that you were still like a malicious person who was just getting your timing just right. So someone could not put it back on you. So you could say, well, that wasn't, well, we weren't at that time and use that as excuses, even though that you were purposely looking to hurt people. Mm -hmm. So um, not having that background knowledge of the type of person you are and having that true belief in, yeah, A1 is a good person. And I don't think that he would be malicious in this way by mm -hmm. no means helps. But yeah, if it's on the outside looking in, even if I had the same timeline, I would, I would, question your character even if like technically the timeline you're not in the wrong i'm just like he might have planned it to not be in the wrong but he still wanted to be a jerk hmm. that's good insight that's good insight um 
What do I want to say about that? Okay, this is another good one because this is something that's been going through my mind. Um, would you guys date somebody if they told you? Let's say, let's say you knew something, you you heard this story from somebody. Would you give that guy a chance? If you loosely knew him, you've had interactions with him, but then somebody's like, "Hey, girl, you might want to X, Y, and Z." Like, would you give that person a chance? Um, is this a, this is someone new in my life? Yeah, let's let's say let's say let's okay. So let's say you let's say you work with somebody, and this person was dating your friend, and you kind of or, or somebody one of the associates of yours, or somebody told you something about that person that wasn't. That from their perspective, like would you would you date that person and would you try to give them an open a uh, uh, a full wholehearted chance and would you give them a chance to be open with you about what happened? I think it depends um, on on the person they are. The person that you're dating or the person that that's the the trying to give advice whatever. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I guess it really depends on how recent this situation is. Um, and like I said, the timeline of how long I've known them to even think, to even entertain the situation, see if it's worth it. Because um, if I haven't known you that long, then, oh, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, it really, it honestly depends. Yeah, and I ask because I feel like there's been a lot of let me ask let me ask this question first. LJ, have you heard anything? Do you know anything? That's about About me and my particular situation. Um, no, not really, no. What's not really? <laughs> <laughs> uh no, I'm just saying no. Because no, I don't. I think maybe like one story, but I think that was like something old. I don't what's, think anything. What's, what's that one story? Without what giving too many that? details or names. <laughs> I think it was something with some candles or something. And candles? I think that you were like dating, wasn't like into candles and flowers or, you know, being, you know, romantic. <laughs> I think I might know what that is. That has something to do with uh, what's her name? I think. I think she might got that wrong. But then again, uh, that conversation was kind of had like in third person. So for her to be, you know, just yeah. kind of looking, she might have just interpreted it that way. But yeah. And are you lost in this conversation? Like this part of it? I mean, kind of. But I'm, I'm. Listening, <laughs> kind of piece, trying to piece it together. Um, yeah. Basically, something happened. I was with somebody, and somebody was like constantly telling me that they did not want to be with me. They told me that they hate me. They told me uh, they regret me, regret dating me. They told me I was a mistake. They told me I was less of a man. They told me I wasn't a real man. They told me they was gonna call the police on me during the heat of pe- the, uh, black men being killed by the police in Gwinnett County. Yeah. That's where we but were they- when they would have called the police. Was that? They really didn't like you. Anybody that calls the police on a black man these days. 
And, and that's how I felt. Like, for you to even threaten me with something like that, that says a lot about me. And when you tell me that we're officially done, this is final, I, uh, that just, that, you don't say stuff like that to people and not mean it. Right. Like, back to back to back to back. I still have those text messages in my phone. You don't tell people that you've already started dating people, whether you meant that or not. Because guess what? Once you say words, you can't, you can't choose how someone interprets them. Especially if you're not trying to explain yourself either So once you say things like that Just know that you can't take them back And that people are liable To do whatever Or interpret that however they see fit And I interpret it as just that So I decide to You know Revisit something from the past Because One minute's person We always had a good connection We were great And um she just never treated me how this person treated me, mm-hmm. which was great. And so we kind of like got involved, but nothing, nothing official. But I still had feelings for the person who told me all these mean and hateful things. Oh, yeah, she told me she hated me too, mm-hmm. and all these other things. Like it's a, it's a list of things. And you've been trying to break up with me for every little reason since October, twenty nineteen. So. Eventually, someone is going to start believing your believing what you say. Because before I was like, "Oh, she just she don't mean it. She don't mean it. She just saying it because we'll get back together." But then it started to become longer periods where we would not talk, and you say worse and worse stuff. And then you put me in a position where I got to make a decision. And I made I felt to me I felt like I made the decision based on the options that I had. We're not together, so this is okay for me to do. Was it too fast? Maybe. But this is this is somebody I consider a good friend. And I think even though this person is mad at me, I still think she cares about me or whatever. I think that that friendship is there. It may not ever be the same, but I just know that that person never treated me and said some of the things and did some of the things you did to me. And it's a whole list of things she did. But long story short, some stuff happened and now you find out about it and now you're upset about it. Without giving out too many details Because there's some it's some parts in the story I'm not ready to reveal to the world yet But I'm definitely going to reveal it to the world on this podcast One day But now mm-hmm. I'm paying the price for that But this was something that you always felt You know So mm-hmm. just to kind of fill you in You can kind of put pieces together As the conversation go But you've then told All of your friends All of your family People who know me And know you or have seen me Let's say you work at the grocery store And you know The person I was involved with Now you got this preconceived notion about me And you're that person And I don't know that you know this person But I loosely might know you know this person Because this person has talked shit about you I don't really think y'all are real good friends But she just you're just a listening ear at the time That's kind of what I'm getting at Like, Let's say you're that third person Would you give me a chance based on what you know Oh. Um. <laughs> Honestly, I think I would. Uh, that's good to hear cuz I feel like people probably wouldn't. Just because me um I think I'm fairly good at reading people um and like I said, it if she 
don't know. Like, it's hard to, like, explain. But I think that I would. Just because, for one, like, I would just want to know. And plus, with, with her, I, I want to know, like, what... It's hard to explain. I think <laughs> I, I get would. what you're saying. Yeah, like, I don't always believe everything that everybody says. I like to, you know, develop my own... You know about about a person and yeah yeah. But, yeah i feel you i feel you. i just know for me that sometimes people will say things about men and then some women actually subscribe to those train of thought they automatically believe that it's true without knowing the whole story mm-hmm. and people will paint a story to make it beneficial to them like i try not to leave out any details unless i really don't want like certain people getting like being collateral damage yeah but i pretty much tell the story exactly how it is i feel i tell the story just exactly how it is because sometimes i want to know if i'm really tripping (laughs) yeah i'll be wanting to know if i'm tripping too but so far no one told me i was tripping but you're the only one that thinks i was tripping Right, because you you keep people around you that think just like you. You keep people who are in that same miserable, insecure place as you, and because they're co-signing and hyping you up, you believe it. And then, especially if I know that you dated this person, um, yeah, I probably wouldn't believe what they said. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and a lot of people go on smear campaigns, and I feel like my name is being smeared right now, and it's not necessarily flattering well of course it ain't flattering but it's not it's not necessarily a good feeling like do i care a little bit because i don't really care because i don't necessarily know you but i don't know exactly what you said and but being knowing the way that you are i know i I pretty much have a good idea but i wouldn't want anybody to just prejudge me just because of what you've heard because i've also heard things about you from this same person right so it just it just it just makes me wonder and that's that's kind of how i got here i don't ever want to let my female or women friends down just because it's not something i'm trying to date any of my female or women friends but i just want to know like from a female perspective or a woman perspective what that would be like because eventually you might decide to date somebody else and what if they know or have heard something about you the fact that you went through that, that's kind of traumatic. It is traumatic. And I, and I, you know, and like, have you seen me ever really look sad? No. Exactly. I carry this shit well, but sometimes I'm not okay. <laughs> Let's just say that. Well, yeah, that's traumatic. Like, I, yeah. And then, like, like I was looking through some of the messages last night, just looking back at it, because I, I want, because I know it's going to come a point where I need to read these verbatim. And when you send me stuff about, oh, I could have did this with X, Y, Z. And I'm just like, why would you say stuff like that? And then expect me not to think that you're not doing it. And then you tell me that I've already started seeing somebody else or other people. So you need to move on. We're never going to get back together. But where did you end up back with me? (laughs) And you said you want to reread the messages? Yeah, to reread because I have to tell my story one day. I want to use this as a, a teachable lesson for the male and the female listeners out there that anything can happen, you know, and like everything ain't what it seems, you know, but there were some pretty mean things said, but then as soon as I say something that's not so nice, but it's the truth, it's a problem. 
So I just yeah. kind of wanted to to get that out there. But this, like I said, this conversation came from me not wanting to let down my my women friends. Y'all, 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 right? y'all not crying, are y'all? No. <laughs> I want to make sure because I know last episode, man, I had I, I cried a little bit, man. Like I was really like feeling away. I was really feeling away. Cause, cause it's a lot. It's a lot to carry. Like I'm only one person, and then I, I don't necessarily tell everything at one time, or I may wait a minute until I kind of like see how I feel about it and then tell. But because. I don't really see it or no one really sees anything they don't really know but it does get hard like having to uh to to be that way and especially when you people that you do have a mutual acquaintance and start treating you differently like i don't really like that feeling because i knew you before this situation and you should know me well enough to know that hey maybe he is telling the truth maybe he did make a mistake or maybe you and your evil words had a role to play in that not just me because mm-hmm. if i'm with you i'm with you but when we not we not but i did want to hear from you guys i appreciate your thoughts on that anyway what's that Definitely. yeah because i'm just... no i see no problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah cause I, I don't know man like that's something that's just been think- that's that's just that i've just been thinking about though like Hopefully I ain't letting nobody down. How people going to view me? Because I, I think I liken it to like how some women have like kids and they're not. Oh, they got like two kids. Like, are they still valuable to other men? Like, how does that work? You know, like I always wonder, like, how does that how does that feel? Or like, is that my equivalent for me? Because some people are like, oh, that's a, that's a that's a that's a lot. That's too much. Like she has two kids, or he has two kids. This might be drama, or he did this to X, Y, and Z. You know, like I, I kind of feel like it's in the same boat for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's see what else we got for you guys. Are y'all sleepy? Y'all hungry? What's going on? Hungry. Good. 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 Is this conversation good to y'all? We, we, we had some good stuff. Yeah, we were. Yes. Yeah. Good. Good. Um. Let's see what I got. So I got a good one on how I want to ask y'all. Um. Do 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 Let's see. That's the that's the brief intermission music. <laughs> do you guys think love is truly unconditional? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess it, uh, I would say for me, yes. Like, yeah, some terms and conditions around here. Like, <laughs> doing whatever you want and thinking like, oh, because I love you, I'm going to forgive you. We always going to make it work. No, sir. Um, that's just not how I work over here. So, yeah, there's some terms and conditions, but 
I mean, that's that's me personally. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's my take on it. So, do you think you can forgive somebody or not forgive somebody and still love them? Not forgive somebody and still love them. Um, yeah, I've done that before. I can That's still good. love you, but I may not have. Uh, I'm not even gonna say forgiven, but I didn't forget the situation. I forgive you. I forgive people for my own sanity. I think we spoke about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, for my own sanity, because I don't want to harp on that. Whatever happens. Um, but I don't forget what you did, but I forgive you and I still love you, but I don't, just for me to love you, I don't have to be with you. You don't even have to be a part of my life. I don't have to talk to you, mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't have any hatred in my heart for you. I still love the things that we did and the connection that we had at that moment, Um, but I forgive you, but I didn't forget. So... Do you do you do you then let it go, or do you still bring it up and make that person's life hell? No, because that's making my life hell. What I'm gonna bring it up for? We're not together, and you, I owe you nothing. You owe me nothing. I don't need to continue to bring up the situation because have I really let it go for my sanity? If I continue to bring it up, no. That means it's still in my heart. It's still deep in my soul. So no. What? I'm not. If I'm truly over it, let me say that much. If I'm truly over whatever happens, no, I'm not going to continue to bring it up. What if you're still mm-hmm. with that person? Then I mean, I'm not going to be with somebody if I truly haven't forgiven them. Because if I tell you I'm going to forget a situation and I keep bringing it up, that means I'm still hurting from that situation, and that's on me. I got to figure that. Like, look, you not you can't forgive them. You got to let it go, baby. You wipe your hands. You just can't do it. And I'm not going to just stay with the person just because I love them. But he hurt me so bad, and I just can't get over it. Like, I'm pulling, I'm wearing myself thin. Like, what are we going to do here? Like, if I'm not ready to truly forgive this man and work on our communication and work on our relationship building and how we can, not, how we can stay from getting in this position again, or just different things that we need to try in our relationship to make it better. Then no, I'm not. We wasting time, and I, like I said, I don't like wasting time in relationships. Like, what are we doing here? You know, well, you know me. I, you know, I'm wrong. <laughs> so, like, I'm not. We're not about to do this. Like, I just, I'm just not a big uh, time waster. I just, I don't know. That shit like that drives me crazy. So no. Interesting. I kind of, I kind of figured you'd say that part towards the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know that's a lot you had to add on there. <laughs> no, no, because you, because uh, I know, I know you, because you did say I fix it, yeah. but what you said, you said I know, but I don't fix it. I think you said that on one of the podcasts. I know better, <laughs> but I don't fix it. So I, I figured that that might be coming, but um, but yeah, um, I think, I think love is all is relative to the person that you're dealing with and i think love should be unconditional but i don't think you should love me if i dress nice or if i pay the bills or if i rub your feet what happens if i don't rub your feet today do you then stop loving me like little things like that is what i'm what what i what i always think about and as somebody who's dealt with somebody like that I wanted to get somebody else's take on that. 
Cause it's not fun being on the receiving end of unconditional love because it's a constant roller coaster. You don't know whether they're gonna be here today, and you don't know if they're gonna be there. Well, you didn't know that from the beginning because it's been a roller coaster. But when it comes to stuff like that, because then you say, "Oh, I love you. I don't love you because of this and because you did that or whatever." But like, it sounds like they loved what you did for them, not loved you not you and that's how i feel and that's exactly how i got into that situation because i didn't feel like you love me because you don't tell somebody you love you hate them and if you do you say sorry and don't say that shit again because people say things out of anger but when this is a constant thing you gotta you start to believe what people say and i'm not somebody if i love you i love you like i'm gonna try to work it out I'm not just going to disappear just because you said something or because I'm in my feelings about something. Like, no, if I forgive you, I forgive you. You know? Unconditional love. Like, for me, it's like loving somebody regardless of whatever circumstances. Not loving somebody regardless of how they, like, treat you. Like, if you love somebody regardless of how they treat you, that's not unconditional. That's unhealthy. (laughs) Right. I can see that. I can see that. It is it, it unconditional love can sometimes be unhealthy. But I mean, I don't even think that's unconditional love. <laughs> like I said, like I can't say, "Oh my God, I unconditionally love him," but he cheats on me. That's not unconditional love. Like that's un that's an unhealthy relationship because. While you may feel like you love him unconditionally, he don't feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think in that instance, yeah. But let's say you guys decide to work it out, and you know, you know, just just try to move forward like that. I would I would expect like if this is what we're gonna do for you to to do just that, keep your word, and let's try to make this work, and I can be better to you, and you can be better to me. Okay, yeah, it, you know what I'm saying, and without bringing it up constantly, and you know, if both of you agree to move on and communicate and not bash or bring it up again, then I mean, yeah, totally, that's unconditional. Yeah, it is. It is. I uh, have y'all ever done that to anybody? I'm gonna just let y'all know. It feels like shit when you gotta have a constant reminder of something. Maybe when I was younger, I didn't really know too much. Too, I didn't really know better. <laughs> yeah, I think that was in my younger teens. Yeah. But, um, well, it does not feel good. And for the men out there, hopefully, I'm representing for y'all. <laughs> Because I know it does not feel good to have somebody just constantly remind you. And then on the same token, for that person to never want you to bring up their past. Like, you can't do that. Right. That's being Can a hypocrite. Play devil's advocate? Go for I it. I want to play devil's advocate really quickly. Just a question. So when the situation arises and she's asking or bringing up this, whatever situation happens, right? Mm-hmm. Is it a repeated behavior? Like, why is she bringing it up? Is there a repeated behavior? Right. Or, like, what's going on? Like, what is causing this conversation to continuously um, come up again? For me? If you have both decided to move on from it. You're asking me, like, about my situation and situation specifically? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, well, in general. I'm going to go with my situation. I probably can answer that a little bit better. But I, I, actually, I'm going to answer both. I'm okay. going to just do it. I think some people are naturally insecure. And I think some things have, I ain't going to say naturally. I think things starting from a young age make people insecure about whatever, whether it's their bodies, whether it's about like how they view relationships, marriage, men, whatever. I think some things in your life, whether they happen directly or indirectly, help shape and, and you know, shape your world views on whatever thing is. So for me, I feel like sometimes when you hang around a lot of negative people, and all y'all do is talk about pain and negativity or they're just being nosy asking you about your situation they're constantly pulling the scab off for you making you remember so now you gotta come home now I, now I gotta come home to you or whatever and now you going off on me about something and because you know because they made you feel away or you just you know you just you just an overthinker you don't know how to just forgive and let go not necessarily forget, but not just think about it all the time. But I don't think on my end that I'm doing anything that's, you know, triggering to this person to make them think and act a certain way. I think it's the company that you keep and you keep a bunch of miserable people around you. And all they do is talk about woe is me. And like just listening to you talk about your friends or your coworkers. I don't ever hear you say anything positive, anything Oh, a kid made us smile today. He was so cute. He was so funny. I never hear that. All I hear is X, Y, Z, her boyfriend did this. It's kind of similar to us. I'm like, why do we got to keep going to this? Stop comparing everybody to us. And I think that in my situation, I think that has a lot to do with what, you know, what was going on at the time. Like, for instance, and I also think that this person is or was a control freak, like things aren't the way that she wanted them to be. And I don't think she could kind of handle that because she has this idea that, like, first of all, she did not want me to have friends of the opposite sex. We never had an issue until that point in time we had an issue almost a year later um, because she felt like men shouldn't have friends that are women. And I was like, if you have a man that doesn't have any female friends, you're either naive or he's hiding that shit good. And it's probably a combination of both. So that's unrealistic for someone to have. I mean, for, for I don't know any man that don't have at least one. And I don't know any women that don't have any male friends. Like, that's kind of unrealistic. And and I say that because, I, well, I did know one person, but I was their only male friend. And that's why I felt bad about my situation. I didn't want to let her down in, in specifically because it took a lot for her to open up to trust me. But I think that's... I think that's just what that was. Like some people just, some people are just that way. And and I don't think there's anything that I can really do to reverse that. Especially if you just got a bunch of negative Nancy's, people always bringing it up. Like, how do you have a friend that say, how are, how are things with you and the guy that I don't like? I don't even know you for you to even be saying that. Like, what have I done to make you not like me? 
And this is before anything ever arose. But these are the people that you keep around you because you want to have a venting party. But then you get mad when they start kicking my back in about whatever you've told them. You've opened the door for that. So don't be mad at that person. You opened the door. You started something and now you can't take it when somebody does it back to you. But I definitely think for her, it was her company that she kept. And it's the way that she was brought up and just the people that she keeps around her. Like she has no open minded people. They're going nowhere fast and they're miserable. So I think anytime they're not having a good day, we ain't going to have a good day. <laughs> and it's sad, but that's just kind of what it is. But I, but I knew from the beginning that this person was insecure. I just thought that maybe I built up enough good credit, a good guy credit, or just good karma in life that things would, she would probably see me for me. But she never saw me for me. She never took the chance to get to know me. She went off what people had told her about me. And these people that told you about me don't know me or did not know me. And they still don't know me. I don't even know what they look like. But because somebody told you something, you took that and you made this into this big thing. So I think that's just kind of how that happened for me personally. It is, but I think I'm handling it a lot better than I was. Um, because like I, I just realized some people just ain't gonna change and like I know it's not me yeah I may have made a play a, a big role in this or made a mistake or whatever but you had these issues long before we had this issue that's just who you are as a person and this whole facade that you're trying to put up isn't really working because people know it and the people that you talk to about me talk to other people about you that I know if that makes sense so whenever you tell them they just run and tell somebody else and now they're laughing at you and now you don't have any friends and one you don't have any friends because you don't treat them right and you don't treat me right mm. so <laughs> I think that's that's a, that's that's a thing and like I'm pretty kind I'm pretty genuine I usually don't take my anger out on people whoever I'm angry at that's usually who my frustration is I mean you know is is wit but even then i don't want to be like arguing with anybody or frustrated but when you mistreat people things happen and i think for her i think she can't live down her role in this and she's trying to figure out a way to absolve herself from this but you are the one that told me that you did not want to be with me anymore you are the one who said a whole list of things about me and how you didn't want to be with me and i was a mistake and a regret and i'm the worst man you've ever dated but I'm the I but you fell in love with me in less than a month. But then if you don't if you've only dated a handful of guys, like what are you comparing it to? I'm afraid of you. Cause you have nothing to compare it to. You're just going off what people say. Well, now I understand why people say this. Like, no, you're looking for these things now. You're looking for something to be wrong. But that's just how some people are. Y'all okay? Are you currently dating this person? <laughs> <laughs> I'm affiliated with this person. Wow. And I can't let it down. I can't live it down. 
can't live without. I, I wow. wish things could work out, but I don't. Why? Because of how I felt about the person. Do they feel the same about you? After you told me you hate me, that was a mistake and a regret over the summer. So why are you torturing yourself? I think, honestly, I think I might be addicted to pain. But that, I, go ahead. I'm just listening to some of the stuff you said. I would never. I don't. I don't. And I think. And see, it, it goes along with, with what you're saying. So how you're asking if you hear this about somebody, would you? Because now, like, I'm hearing this about this individual, and, like, you make me feel like I don't like this person. I don't even know this person. Oh, man. <laughs> and you know what? That's the that's the effect that that has, and that, that's kind of why I ask too. Because if you heard some of these things, you might feel that way. But this person, I always thought for me, I'm an optimist. I'm I'm, I'm going to go and I'm gonna exhaust all my efforts. And I always just thought this person would grow up and change. Like I can't change you, but I just thought that if I just kept being who I was, you stray stray towards who you might be. Like maybe if you had a good person in life, you can learn to trust. You can learn to let your guard down. But when you come from a family of people who think it's okay to do certain things and treat people a certain way, it's kind of hard to break those things. And so I, I stayed because I love this person. This is traumatic. And it can be. But I definitely think I think when it's all said and done, I'm going to come out a better person after it. I think. But when is it? Go, what it, go ahead and think. No, go ahead. Go ahead. When is it going to be said and done? Because um, wrap it up. I think I think once I get to that point where I don't care anymore, and I got to that point before. You're not there yet. Uh, it's a long. Mm. I think I'm getting there. I really think I'm getting there. If if not, I'm already there. I'm, you have me. Yeah, I hate you. You're like nah. I'm a call to put nah. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a it's a lot. It's a lot. But like I said, I just always thought that this person could change. And it's not an everyday thing, but it's it's it happens. She, I don't think she said any of those things. Some of those, not, not I don't think she said many of those things since then. At least not during that time. I think it was a while before she said anything like that again. But I always just hoped that that person would change, and they never did. Like I thought that you would, like I said, I really thought that you would grow up and mature, and we could go Just on. Just because be they're not saying it to you doesn't mean that they're not thinking it. And right. and that's that's they're another not. thing. Go for it. Just the actions, like they don't, right. they just don't reflect someone who is willing to put in the same amount of effort as you and it's just like they have their own work to do you can identify that this person is trying to absolve themselves of any blame in the situation and they rather you know they always say that um couples you all should not fight each other you all should fight the problem exactly. but it's like that's not what's happening she is trying to absolve herself she is fight or flight she's either going to Make sure that she is right exactly. and will besmirch your name and your character by any means necessary so she feels like the right person or she's just going to run out, neither of which is the situation that I think you want to be in, nor the situation that I think you deserve to be in. 
And um, don't get me wrong. I understand what it is like really loving someone and really thinking that someone can be better and really holding out and loving the person who you believe this person can be, even if they don't believe that they can be that person themselves. But like you said, is love unconditional? Um, Yes, I do think it's unconditional, but all because you love someone unconditionally doesn't mean you have to be there for them. You can love people from afar because you have to love yourself more first. Mm -hmm. And it's a hard lesson to learn because I've definitely been there. It is a hard lesson. Person, while you're out here waiting on this person to be who you want them to be, it's somebody out here that already is that person and you could be spending time with them. And mm-hmm. I, I agree. And I also, this is the flip side to that. This this is where my optimistic brain either gets me in trouble or I'm right. <laughs> this, <laughs> I also feel like everything happens for a reason. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe everything happens for a reason. Like you stayed home, you was late for work, and you missed that accident because that could have been you. I believe in that type of stuff. And I believe right you know, during this time, I was um, in the right place because I was there for a reason. I think I was there to learn a lesson. And I think it I think it was buying me time to find that person that's probably for me, if that makes any sense. I think this has all helped shaping and mold me because I think whenever I am or if I decide to get in another relationship, because there's been points where I don't want to be in one. I think I'm going to just be single and not be with anybody ever and just be a cool uncle or something like that. Yeah, because I feel like that's where you're headed. I mean, with this person, <laughs> whatever they are, I feel like they are just, you're going to be get to a point where you just don't want to date anybody, and that's terrible. Yeah, I don't want to be the jaded guy of relationships, and then someone, I become that person that, that she was, and now I make it hard for somebody to date me. But I, I can't see myself doing that, but I know that's a possibility. But I think that these these events that have taken place have helped mold me. And I think if I do get in another relationship, I can be able to take these lessons and apply them and just take this experience and make make myself a better person for somebody else. Because I think whoever gets me next is going to get a more refined product. So how do you how would you feel if you and her stop dealing with someone and she becomes the person that you want her to be for someone else. Oh, man. Oh, Ooh, man. Boy. Let me tell you this. I have on here warming up the slot machine for somebody else to hit the jackpot. That is a topic I'm going to tell you now. And I'm pretty sure you could tell by the tone of my voice, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to feel a fucking way because I had to beg and, and, and cry and do all these things for you to be this fucking person, for you to realize this shit, for you to go and let Tony hit the fucking jackpot. Oh, hell no. Nah. That's when and you Tony might see. Tony did it in three months. Yeah. <laughs> but guess what? Tony ain't the person that deserves it. Tony about to fuck you over for real. And that's the thing. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen to a lot of my friends. I've seen it happen just vicariously living through other people. And that would that would make me feel a way, especially if you were the person that I, and I still feel that way about you. And you were the person I thought that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. That would make me feel a way because but 
Because just because I had to, it's like it was like pulling teeth for you to be nice to somebody, but you can go be nice to Tony. But I also think, like I said, everything does happen for a reason. That experience might mold them into a better person. Like I'm going to be the reason why you have happiness, and you're going to forever be tied to that because of me. And maybe that's a bit narcissistic on my end, but I it do is. know. <laughs> but you know, I can I can always say that I made you who you are. Like I made you that woman because you went through that shit with me because I showed you what it was like to be appreciated now you can appreciate somebody else i showed you what it's like to be nice to somebody now you can go along and do some of those same things maybe you won't be a dickhead to somebody because of me because you see because of what your actions and what your words have cost you because you're being prideful and you're listening to the wrong fucking people so i also feel like on on the flip side of that both people are in the situation that they need to be in at the right time it may be a little crazy but like i said that's just my optimistic brain working i feel like you've already learned your lesson and now you're just torturing yourself mm-hmm. and the funny thing is this is something i knew before i even met this person but i, I had never been in that situation But I definitely would feel away if I, I'm saying now. I'm gonna say that now. Maybe not. Maybe not later because I also feel like sometimes you can go be somebody else's headache. I know you, and you're not changing. Like you're too old to change. And I hate saying that about people. But like if you have not changed and you're this old, the chances of you changing these specific tendencies are slim. So if you know that, why are you waiting? I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. I don't like, know. It's like you're saying all the right things, but you're doing ha- like addiction is a. Are you like? I don't know. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe, and then I also have a fear of of giving up too soon, and I've given up too soon, and watched some 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 painful things happen to me because I gave up too soon, and I think. That 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 this situation is one of them. Like maybe I feel like I'm giving up. Because if I would have gave up a long time ago, I wouldn't have experienced a lot of things that we did experience. Okay, but you just said she's too old to change. That doesn't make any sense. If you think that she's not going to change, then how can you feel you can give up too soon? Because you just said that it's not going to change. It's a double-edged sword, man. On one foot, on one hand, I feel like, hey, maybe I am giving up too soon. Then the other hand, it's like, she ain't changing. She ain't changing. I would have to agree. Like, I think at this point, just based on everything that we've been through, I don't think she's going to change. And I think she is going to fall into the wrong hands and either become more of what she is or she's going to take this and let this be a lesson learned. But when you lost the first guy you was with for five years, you should have learned then. You didn't treat him right. Then- this is like those, that sto- those stories of, you know, women trying to get a man to marry them and they don't. And then, you know, they get in their next relationship and they marry the next person in 30 days. Like, that's what this sounds like and how are you i would just cut my losses and move on yeah it might have to be that way man i don't want it to be that way i wish we could be adults and and grow from it but at this point sometimes it feels like it's not (laughs) going to happen it ain't gonna happen if you don't let it true you are right about that you keep being optimistic 
I know, man. And that's that's what my mom said. She said, she said, she said, you got all the answers, but you ain't got none of the answers. I was like, I know, ma. I know it sounds crazy. Trust me, I know. And I think sometimes I'm bad at taking my own advice. Taking my own advice. Like, cause you said you have a sister, right? I do. I have. Yeah, I have a sister. <laughs> so, if she was dealing with a guy that was going with this through the, with the same things that you're going through right now, would you tell her, "Oh, stay with him. He's gonna change." <laughs> Would you do that? Um, it depends on the situation. And I tend not, I hate giving relationship advice to people because I don't ever want to be a determining factor for whether you have or don't have happiness. So I, I like right now, I tend to stay out of her thing. I just kind of let her talk. And then I tell her when she's wrong. I tell her when, you know, when she's right too. But if it's something that I feel, now if she asks me for my honest opinion, I'm going to say, hey, look, I'd probably tell her whatever it is I, I felt like she needed to hear. But don't make that decision just solely off of me. Did I answer the question? I mean, but even if she's not going to make the decision solely off of you, you can still give your take on the situation. You can give your outlook because you've asked our outlook on the situation. And that doesn't mean you're going to run back and do anything based off of what we said. You just right. asked. So you wouldn't provide her with any. You no, so you didn't answer the question. So answer the question. That's what it is. Uh, I think knowing what I know now, I probably wouldn't wish how that feels on anybody because it's not a good feeling. Um, I probably would say, look, if you feel like you can endure this, you endure it. But eventually, you're gonna get tired of it. And I think that's just what it is. Once people get to their they they tired point or they fed up, that's usually when they they decide to do other things. So I probably would probably tell her like not to like if this person is continuously treating they're not showing any signs of progress it may be time to jump out the plane. Okay. With a parachute, of course. Okay. And I think I think I think I don't know. Just know it's not fun. I'll tell I'll tell y'all that it's not fun at all. Like it's funny now, but it's not funny. What's not funny? Right. The situation that you're in? Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not. But you know, me being optimistic, me, I think I think that's my uh my fatal flaw for me. Being too damn optimistic and being too damn nice. Mm. <laughs> Say that one more time. Do you have attachment issues? I don't think so. I don't think so. I know someone mentioned that to me before. Both of the parties mentioned that, that I have a attachment or abandonment issues. I'm like, how can people who have abandonment issues tell me I have abandonment issues? But then again, they might be the perfect person to tell me. But I don't think so. I think I just have a I have an issue with giving up too soon. Too soon? It sounds like been going on for a while hasn't it uh, yeah all this uh, over the course of time yeah it was and then things kind of came to an end and then you start having conversations like hey maybe it can work maybe it can't and then you kind of get in a place of limbo like you don't know what to do and then it's like you're talking then you're not talking you're together but you're not together and then it gets to a point where you are together then it's just like this feels exactly how I felt when we weren't together so it's just it's it's 
it's a it's a weird ride i'll say that people will walk all over you if you let them exactly so sounds to me like you're letting her and she's taking full advantage i think so um, eventually you stop respecting people like that Mm -hmm. i mean like when i say you stop respect people i think does she do you think she respects you uh yes and no because i feel like anybody that respects you wouldn't treat you like that repeatedly because i know for me i was in a relationship and after a while i just stopped caring and i know that i was being a bitch (laughs) you know i knew that i was being a horrible person but i mean i didn't care because i no longer respected this person and you know he would just take it and i didn't respect you because you were taking it so so how would he how would he not take it like what would you wanted him to do that would have made you like why are you in a relate i was like why are you in a relationship with me like i am an asshole to you purposely and you were just not recognizing it like or you just don't want to recognize it like that's not that does not make me respect you so if he left then what would have happened like would you would you have felt the way no because i mean i really didn't want to be with him oh man So this is the thing. If someone's telling that they still want to be with you, they want to make it work, they want to work it out, then what do you do? I mean, but are they really in love with you or just the idea of you? And that's the thing. Mm. Are you in love with the idea or me? And that's that's one thing I don't think I can determine. I think, what's that? Oh, that's somebody in the background. This might be a Metro PCS again. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> but, um, I think... Like 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 when days are good or were good, like it's it's a great feeling. It's like dang, like I think I see hope, I see light at the end of the tunnel. But when I, when I feel like you've been around your negative people, or something triggered you, then that's when things get dark. Because there's definitely more good days than there are bad days. I will say that. I would say a good eighty percent, maybe even I go eighty five, eighty percent of the time, things are great or were great, but there's also that time when, when it gets bad. Sounds like you're walking on eggshells. You don't know who am I going to get today? Am I going to get nice yeah. you or me you? Like, that's traumatic. Yeah, and sometimes it is like, and that's something I, that I did tell her before. I was like, that's, that's, that's weird because if I really acted out how I feel, you probably would feel away. You'd probably be crying because I can say some shit that's going to hurt your feelings because I know you and I do know how to use all of your insecurities against you, but I choose not to. But if I did, then you feel away. But if I put you on blast, you feel away. But I try not to because I'm trying to, I try to be the better person in most situations. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's just pretty weird to me that you can't see past some of this because you're in your feelings and like i get it there's like there's there's some part of this that you don't know that the other two know that i don't want to put out there just quite yet um i get it that's a big thing but at the same time me looking from my perspective you are a direct 
cause of why this situation is this situation. And I don't think she can live that down. I think that's what it is. I think she can't forgive herself. I don't think, I think she, uh, what do you call it? Blames herself sometimes. And I think that's part of it. What's this? Interesting. Oh man, <laughs> uh, Angelica, are you still there? I'm still here. <laughs> we go. Uh, if you got, if you got to split, you can split. I'll let you split. All right. It was good speaking with you guys. I can't wait till the episode is released. Uh, um, I might put this on. <laughs> I might put it before you go. Oh, what's you your song know? of the week? Oh. Uh, Okay, don't don't judge me. Uh, Rod Wave Street Runner. <laughs> Rod Wave Street Runner. Yeah. This thing gets me to work. You said that gets you to work. Yes, just listening to it. It starts my day. Oh Lord. Okay. <laughs> I'll make sure you remember that. Thanks for being a part of the show. Uh, All right, y'all have a good one. You too. Good night. Uh, make sure poison ivy man don't get any poison ivy today. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> bye. Yeah, it might be time for me to go too. All right, I will let you go too. What's your song of the week? Oh, I, um, I want to be down by Brandy. I was just like, no. <laughs> Honestly, it's kind. Is that kind of same vibe? Right now, I really have been listening to Bruno Mars' Leave the Door Open. Leave the... Oh, with uh, Anderson? Yes. Okay. Okay, I like that one. Yeah, I like it. I like that one. But you enjoy your night, and I, I will let you... should have said City Girls. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Here you go. City Girls. <laughs> But go ahead. I know I know y'all got, you know, things y'all got to do, so I'm going to let y'all go. All right, yeah, it was fun. I'm interested if we can do this again whenever. We most definitely will. We'll have some uh some good things to talk about for sure. I'm glad you enjoyed right. it. Yeah, just let me know. Most definitely, most definitely. You enjoy your night and you and your family as well. All right, thanks to you. No problem. And then there were two. <laughs> <laughs> And there were two, but yeah, man. So, but like I said, it it, it is tough, and um, yeah. Like it I, is. I mean, I understand you saying like when you get set up is when you'll leave because that's what my hairdresser used to tell me dealing with my ex. Like I would be in her chair and I'd tell her, and it, it, she was like, "When you get fed up, you'll leave." And I mean, that's really. It, it, that's what it is. That's what it, what it is. And I, and I and I agree. And that's what happened over the summer because we started dating in like 2019 October, and by the time summertime June 2020, May 2020, like I had just had enough of you constantly like giving up on me, like that that like you disappointed me. You let me down. Like my faith in you was lost because you're so quick to 
run away from everything like you have no commitment she i think and she does have commitment issues and i think when things are starting to go too good for her i think she finds a way to self-sabotage so i think she finds a way for us to argue because if you're doing this every other week then that says something to me yeah yeah no it does i mean there's a lot of things that you said like self-sabotaging and the circle that she has and just how she's been brought up and you know you can't control everything, especially the family that you had or that you have the, the upbringing that you have, but you know, you're, you're older now and you have the ability to look into those traumas, to get help with that, to learn how to solve those things. But at that, at, at this time, they don't want to solve these things. It does become an issue of do they value this relationship to do things to make it better do they value their own personal happiness so they can be happy just by themselves but like when you said if her circle is miserable you all are going to be miserable in you all's relationship that i can't fathom like i know don't get me wrong i know that i put my ex through i'm miserable so you're going to be miserable but it's never been like because xyz person was miserable or triggered me now i bring that into the relationship that's a whole nother level like at least the misery that i was bringing him was me being upset over things he actually did to me but all because someone over here is having a bad day and i might be able to kind of link it to our situation now i'm gonna bring it to our situation it sounds abysmal it is and I mean, there was this time where I gave I don't know if I did I tell you I gave out two dozen roses yeah apparently one of the roses went to somebody that she knew that I knew uh, that I think I kind of know who it is now um, mm-hmm. and so she, 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 she told me about it and she's like, so did you give? Because I guess the girl texts her and said, hey, is this the guy that you was talking about? Like, I don't want whatever or whatever. Like, I was going to, you know, do whatever. But she kind of made it sound like the girl might have had an interest in me. And, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, I don't really talk to this person. I just happened to, you know, just being nice. Because it was Valentine's Day. I wanted to give everybody something nice. Just trying to be nice. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, you see the girl months later and then... You said the girl saw you and she looked like she was scared and she turned around and went the other way. Maybe she forgot something. Like, how do you just come to that conclusion that something is going on between me and her? Like, maybe she had to go to the bathroom. Right. And so I asked you to call this person because I don't know who it is at the, at the moment. She wouldn't call the person. But you want to sit up and accuse me of having something going on with this person. This is what you get for giving all roses. I was like, you mean to tell me you're going to be mad if I give out candy when Easter came to? Like, come on. Like, it's, it's Valentine's Day. People do that. People give out little Valentine's. Candy. Cars. I just happened to give out roses to people who I felt was underappreciated, that didn't have a Valentine, that may be going through something. But you yeah. want to personalize and make it about you. And, and I think go ahead. again, it's like from what I know of you, 
like you're you just seem like a nice person like that doesn't seem out of character for you it's not like you've never been nice to your co-workers you've never been nice to strangers and then all of a sudden this day you bought roses and it was an elaborate scheme just to give this one girl a rose so you bought roses for everyone else to try and cover up that sounds ridiculous like if that wasn't again if that's not the type of person you are then it's like okay maybe that's a little sus but that's who you are and then especially being someone who dated you for so long she should know that you're just a kind person like that but it's just if if you just if you were to pop out and do something just out of character i would have seen maybe there might be some merit to it but knowing what i know it just sounds like again it was just an insecurity and or an excuse to start a fight yeah, I I really think that sometimes she does, so I can I can go off and say something, so she can have an excuse to leave and say I'm verbally abusive. But you can't come in here with an onslaught of slandering and slurs against me. But then when I say something of retaliation, like you're insecure, you're you're upset, and now being verbally abusive, like I don't really appreciate that because like she does have people thinking that I'm verbally abusive. And that's another thing when you said that. You know, you know her so well that you can say things to hurt her, but you refrain from doing it. So, like, on Twitter today, for whatever reason, um, well, it was, I think it started a couple of days back, but someone had said, like, you all can have arguments with people and not hurt their feelings. Like, how? When people are like, because we are in relationships with people who we actually like, because we're adults, things of that nature. And so when you said, like, yes, you know what her insecurities are, but you do not push those buttons, you do not do those things, I immediately thought, well, you know, is that same grace given to you, especially hearing threatening to call the cops on you? I don't think that that's any grace giving, like being given to someone threatening to call the cops on them if it's not anything that truly warrants the cops being called. Because we already know how those incidents end. And so I just feel like that same grace of you're at least trying to protect her feelings. And because, you know, I don't most of the times when you say things to hurt people, those things aren't relevant to the argument um, or they're not relevant to the issue at hand. Or even if they are relevant to the issue at hand, you can say them in a way that is not meant to hurt someone. So, again, if you're attacking the problem and the problem is your insecurity is causing issues in this relationship, that can be addressed in a way that is not hurtful. But it's like just hearing that you don't have that same grace it's bothersome and again like it, it sounds traumatic like I could never imagine someone saying they were going to call the cops on me because we're arguing and they're not getting their way and now essentially they don't care about putting my life in danger you're just that upset yeah and you know I try to extend that grace but sometimes it's not always received or reciprocated mm-hmm. and, and like that's not a good feeling at all absolutely and like for me just just to just to have to always constantly be on trial for something like it's just not it's not a good feeling and like i said i just always hope that when you're in a situation like that that you can grow and grow past that versus trying to do whatever like we have to learn to kind of control our emotions and our feelings because I know if I went off and did everything that I had an impulsive thought on, 
I might not be here. Somebody else might not be here. People might right. not be here. You know, because a lot of impulsive things happen. People go into churches and shoot up the place because they're feeling away. And, you know, it may be because something somebody said, something somebody did. And I don't ever want to, like, get to the point where I'm under, you know, that type of pressure and have to do that. Like, I'm never looking to harm anybody. I don't ever want to have to get in a situation where I got to defend myself or Mm -hmm. like in public. Like I was telling somebody, like, I don't ever want to have to go out and have to fight some dude because something happened. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to be in that situation because I'm going to do what I know how to do. Right. And like it's just not, just not good. I still can't get over this cop thing. Like, yeah, the that thing was very, you know, traumatizing to me because I haven't told that story on here yet. Somebody taking pictures, but I haven't told that story on here yet. But for just just the just the level of insensitive insensitivity that you had to even utter those words. In the county that yeah. we were in, like, like that's kind of crazy. Like, I would never do that. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Yeah, totally understandable. And that, like, there was a guy who asked if I was calling the cops on him once before, and I actually, like, I got offended that he thought that that's what I was doing, even though he was bothering the hell out of me. Um, But no, I was just calling my friend to be like, this man won't let me get in my car. But yeah, yeah, it's a it's a scary feeling, but absolutely. I I just I just wish that maturity would 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 take a place, and then maybe we we could have possibly been something. Yeah. I I just wish that like it's it's not a good feeling at all for sure for sure. But um. What I wanted to say, it was something else I wanted to say. Um, but I do think once that, that breaking point is, is reached, then it's mm-hmm. just kind of just like, that's just where, where this one will be at. And I don't want yeah. to have to be at that position, be at that point. Can you hear me good? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. But I don't ever want to have to be in that position because like that's kind of what created this situation. Or the situation. That situation. So... I don't know, but I think I think overall I've handled it pretty well. Just from like I get frustrated, I get really fucking frustrated, but I still try to let love lead and not be disrespectful mm-hmm. or be be mean and different things like that. But it don't always work out that way. It don't always work out that way. But uh, I do think, like, you, 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 I want to say, did you tell me you have a therapist? Absolutely. Okay. My mom, my mom thinks I should get one. Like, I, well, I've, I've gone to therapy recently. I've gone to, like, couples therapy. And I think I told you this. But, um, mm-hmm. like, just some of the things that he's saying, I'm just kind of just letting, like, just seeing how that goes. Because I guess that's part of the healing process, too. But mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to make a difference when somebody always thinks that they're right. And that's a fair assessment, but what does that have to do with you? Like, yeah, um, you can go to therapy by yourself and work on yourself. And like, that's like when you all were talking about, oh, well, 
um, you know, what if you give up too soon and what could happen? And I was like, or what if you do give up and the Something good that can happen happens. from you worrying about yourself, about you focusing on what makes you happy, about sorting out any trauma that you have, about learning how to take care of yourself holistically, not just, you know, your physical health, but worrying about your mental health and all those things. Like what could happen if you choose to do that instead of holding on, hoping that this person who you already said you don't think will change, will change. And I mean, even if that person wasn't a part of this, I mean, we have work, we have, we have police shootings, we have COVID, we have so many things that, are draining on us. So I am an absolute advocate for therapy. Me too. And like, it feels good to have like, like to me, this podcast is therapy for me because I could do, you know, either vicariously tell somebody else's stories or live life through somebody else. And then I can also kind of tell my story too. So, but it's good to be able to have a place to get stuff off your chest. And I think, you know, therapy Mm -hmm. for anybody would be a good thing. Yeah. Therapy would be a good thing. This podcast. Ooh, and so, let's go ahead. I know I mentioned it on, was it the last one? I don't know, but I mentioned it on one about how I want, how I wish that there was more mental health included with our, with our health plans. And, you know, because we have one PC, and you know, I think I said, I said one free PCP visit a month on the podcast. <laughs> I wish for a PCP. year just for our general checkup. And I was like, we should have an allotted amount of free mental health. And I know that a lot of companies have like an EAP where you can call, but I think like the EAPs, they're not like really licensed or it's something. But I just found out that my job has, I think, five actual sessions with a counselor that is included in our like a licensed certified therapist included in our health plan and I was like again literally was just talking about this and now look at what has happened and it's just like again I wish that more employers would take note of that because it's important and again it's I think pushing it and making it and normalizing it will make more people do it because I know a lot of people still think that therapy is taboo and um it's yeah. not it's really not yeah um before <laughs> when you said PCP you know I thought you was talking about drugs when you said that'll be great <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you said yes, once a month we should get PCP once a month <laughs> give us drugs no primary care physician that that's what I thought you were talking you about. You hear this? No, because you interrupted my small group every Monday. So now you get to hear this shit out of me. I've been out for four hours and you're showing this shit. Toxic. Then when you say stuff like that and I act on it, then you wanna go cry and bitch and moan. Go fucking tell me what It's you okay. I already told her. Okay, it's fine. Thank you. I don't hide shit from my loved one. Sorry. Anyway. Okay, guys, sorry about that. I had to end the podcast abruptly. Someone slammed, well, I ain't going to say slam, but closed my computer on me and uh, kind of had to go deal with that. But to find out more about that, stay tuned to the next, I guess to the every episode after that, because I definitely have a story to tell. 
and uh we'll go from there um i didn't get a song of the week from uh jim walters but i think my song of the week is going to be from one of my favorite artists joe budden i think i'm not quite sure i think i I always have a bunch of different songs, but I think that's what I think is one that I've listened to recently that really uh really made me want to go for it. But I guess it's because I listen to so much music too. Um, no, I know what it was gonna be. It was definitely gonna be a Gangstar song, but I might say that for uh, another day. But I'm gonna play a song by Joe Budden, and I hope you guys like it. And this song is, where is it? Do I, actually, hold on, let me get my headphones. All right, and here we go. This is called Mama Said by Joe Budden. Hopefully it plays right. Sounds all right. Who gives a fuck about what they say? I'm sure I've heard much worse. People need to worry about them first. People need to learn to mind their business instead of mine. Here we are. This song is a song that means a lot to me because it has me think about some of the same things he's talking about. Especially, you know, having a conversation with your mom. If your mom's still out, I can, I can definitely understand how somebody can feel this way. What up, mom? Been a while. And hopefully, I don't get taken down for playing any of the music on here. But if you are actually listening to this, uh, reach out to me. I'd like to have you on the show. You like to Said if I need her, she'll always be there But even her saying that struck me as weird Why does she feel those words I needed to hear? Says she understands me That was rare, cause no one understands me Not even my peers And these just thoughts I never bother to share So as I write, my eyes start to tear I ain't tell I'm tired, but still trooping Alone, but I find myself regrouping Ain't say my brain now feel like a prison Figured I shut the fuck up Oh man, what's going on? All right, my bad, guys. This thing keeps getting hot and over and, you know, overheated. She said I get more and more irresponsible for normal folks. She said that's a challenge. Luckily, I matched mine behind talent. She said you are no longer yourself. I don't know what to expect of you. Said I'm putting up with things I normally wouldn't. She don't know why it's acceptable. Just listen to the words. She said people living in your house don't pay shit not respectable. I told her they folk I think highly of. She said, well, they must think less of you. Must feel entitled. All you're doing. I said, I'll fix it. She said, no, you won't. Then I got defensive, but still replied. I told her I need him. She said, no, you don't. Then she said, when's the last time you spoke to your father? I said, he's self-centered. Why bother? Because he only really call about his needs. And I ain't got enough time to deal with his greed. My days are darker, cut from a long shank with the blade is sharper. I'm making my not so vague departure. Tell Pop I'm his son, not his page partner. Last time that we spoke, he wanted to use the crib. Throw a party here, which wasn't partly fair. My home need to feel like home, even if I throw a party here. Then he catch your attitude, and I catch one right back at you. We annoy each Remember other, guys, but annoy each other. Remember, guys, we got somebody that's real. I want to act with you. Tell him why you can't, because you never know who's going to be taking from you. What's the deal is he say it so casually I love him so much he can have all the perks Hurt so much I'll take all the perks Hurt so much but Treat fuck it nice. works 
Hurt so much that I can't sleep. Mom say I need to sleep more. Then again, she ain't on this stress level. So many people rely on me. I'm trying to get you a song your to the next level. Around, your parents are still around. Baby girl Reach to out to them. You love it was only for a checkup, though. And she gave me the face like now would be the time. If it's anything I feel, I need to let her know, but... That's just mom again. Just what? Just being a mom again. Look down at the tat on my arm again. God, please give me strength. Keep calm again. She asked me if. Oh no. No. And it could be the streaming site, guys. But anyway, we're gonna just roll this on my baby. What's wrong with a baby? She said nothing at all when you're not dating a baby. Beautiful girl, I like everything about her thus far. I just don't want to see you fall. Just a tad bit young, so she got some growing up to do. And I reply, don't we all? Mama said, why can't you ever be alone? I said, what do you mean? When to correct her, she did it herself. She said, at least that's how it seems. Pop ain't called, he's still mad. Still pissed, he's still angry. I'm still going, don't plan on slowing. No way I'll ever let his immaturity take me. Mama said that to hear he called. That ain't shocked me, they speak a lot. And that was Mama Said by Joe Budden. Again, check that out. You can find it on the Loose Quarter album. Well, mixtape. You can find it on live mixtapes. I was streaming that one, so that's probably why it keeps doing that. But I do think it has something to do with this court overheating. But I'm not sure why it does. It only does it when I play music. But whenever I play like a podcast, it uh, it doesn't seem to do that. But I'm going to figure that out at some point. And let's see what else. We got. I might be able to play a snip of this uh, Rod Wave Street Runner song. And uh, let leave the door open for you guys before we get out of here. Let's see. Mm, mm, mm. Street Runner. Here we go. This is Street Runner by Rod Wave. We're going to just play a little bit of it. See how that goes. See how this goes. I've never, I don't really listen to Rod Wave, so I'm not really familiar with him. I like this sample. Hmm. Sounds good so far. Probably until you start rapping for me. But if this is what what gets her going in the morning, I can see why that part would get her going in the morning. Liking the pianos in this. You can find this on Apple Music. This is uh, Street Runner by Rod Wave off the album Soul Fly. Go get that. Check it out. It's in stores now on all your DSPs. See how this goes. Mm. Hopefully I don't get taken down But we gonna see it. If we do I'll just take the music down Anyway This is a ride wave I think that's all I'm gonna be able to play So You guys enjoy Let's see what else we got. I think now this one might really get me taken down, but we'll see. But hopefully not. This is a, a "Let Leave the Door Open" by Silk Sonic. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I thought I had it in my archive. 
So just bear with me. Silk Sonic. I'm only be, I'm probably only gonna be able to play a little bit of this for real. So bear with me, guys. Turn the volume back up. And here we go. Wait, where'd it go? Sounds starts off like something like a grandma might had or played in the back in the day. It's definitely a wonderful song though. Don't say you got plans. Who you talking to? I gotta talk over this a little bit, guys. That's all. Just bear with me if you find the commentary funny. If you like, share, subscribe. Share. I definitely appreciate that, guys. Shout out to Philadelphia. You, you guys been listening a lot. And shout out to Ohio. Being coming in second place for listens this, this month behind my hometown, Atlanta. So I appreciate that. Shout out to Argentina again. Shout out to Tunisia. You guys have been doing some good listening too. But again, like, share, and subscribe. Leave some comments. Tell all of your loved ones about me. But that was a little bit of Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic. Um, that's Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. if you did not know who Silk Sonic was. But they are making a new super group. So... You know, just check them out when you get a chance. But like I said, guys, this has been I Am Your Host, A1 of the I Don't Have a Name for This podcast. And this was episode 51. I really hope you guys enjoy and apply some of these lessons. And, and remember that I'm not saying that I'm right about everything. And no one on here is saying that they're right about everything. But we're just offering insight, creating dialogue, creating conversation, and creating and spreading new ideas. So, yeah. Like, share, and subscribe again. Leave a rating if you're on iTunes. I'm not sure what you can do on Spotify and uh, SoundCloud, but find something to do with it. <laughs> I'd appreciate it. And again, thanks. And I would like to thank all my guests that came out uh, LJ, Angelica, Jen Walters. They will be back for more episodes. So if you like them, leave, you know, write some listener mail. Let me know how you, how you like this conversation. And I'll gladly share that with them on the next episode. But uh, yeah, enjoy y'all nights, enjoy y'all days, and don't take time or people for granted because those two things can be taken away from you. And time is your most precious commodity. Peace, and I'm out.